this goof what is this goof <laughs> bronze is over it what is going on right now what is this goof i'm getting spicy nostalgia jesse <laughs> it's joe doc joe why not jp doc no that sucks what how does uh, j doc's not even my name joe doc that sounds like a star wars thing this is eerily similar. I think this is how they got the face from ODOC, uh, is they used some OBS. I hate this. Fuckery. The worst part is, is that your glasses make it uneven, but your mouth is like perfect. If you stay just like that, <laughs> if you stay just like that, we're good. Don't move the entire time. I don't like J-Podoc? how much it, it's so it's too high def. It need, I need to like de-res it somehow to make it look better. <sighs> anyways bro i can't look at this dog shit because it reminds me too much of the dog shit from the mo- I can't. <laughs> Ooh, I'm down it's spicy, spicy today spicy uh well before we get to quantum mania review we, there's uh, we there's some marvel stuff as well outside of them releasing a big film uh yeah, yeah. i mean i guess we could start with the uh the jesse's yaz as they're referring to Kevin uh, Feige basically came out last week and said that they're going to start slowing shit down. Uh, they're, yep. they're pumping things like, out too much. Uh, he spoke but it to, does, it, <laughs> he spoke to entertainment weekly and uh, he said he was referring I think it started or stemmed from a conversation about the Saturday night live sketch that was poking fun at how frequently the MCU was putting out series. Uh, the full quote is, I do think one of the powerful aspects of being at Marvel Studios is having these films and shows hit the zeitgeist. It is harder to hit the zeitgeist when there's so much product out there and so much content, as they say, which is a word that I hate. Uh, but we want Marvel Studios and the MCU projects to really stand out and stand above. So people will see that as we get further into phase five and six, the pace at which we're putting out Disney Plus shows will change. So they each get a chance to shine. When he asked about uh, spacing out releases of shows or releasing fewer shows a year, he responded, quote, both, I think. They've already started. There's only two shows coming out this year. Yeah, it's, it's Loki and um, not Secret Wars. That's a film. Uh, what What's the other one called? I'm blanking on Secret the Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, that's um, it. Everything else, Echo, Jackson, all the other yeah. things that we were like, I wonder what the hell that's going to be. Push to next year. And we're in February. They've already just decided, nah. So. Three films and two shows, I think. Yeah. The three films, now two films, are already on the books. It's going to happen. And now it's two shows. Yeah. And that's it. That's the, that's the rest of the year. And honestly, if it's good, fine. You know, it's just, it definitely is a step back from where they were, where they were like, 
We're putting out a ton of content. Get ready. Right. Well, I, I wonder if you start to think like what the data driven, uh, you know, the data that drove that decision is what I'm trying to say. Like, do they not necessarily see a drop when there is no longer a show that's constantly running on Disney plus. And if they implement these, these like early releases for movies with like, uh, like black Panther, uh, with, with black Panther two, does that get enough Disney plus subscriptions where they don't necessarily need a new show always running or have overlap of two shows running? Um, I think number wise, we saw that as the year went on, as 2022 went on, from the actually you can even do 2021 from the from 2021 through 2022 every subsequent show had less and less viewers i think it's just burnout i think you know like star wars like poor liam neeson everyone's just burnt out of disney disneyfying everything and just pumping out so much content sure and i think kevin's right that it is kind of, it's content now it's like how much can we make how much can we create something new to get people to go to Disney plus, like do a thing. And you know, in, in a lot of it towards the end, there was like, not great. It was fun, but like not good in the way that I'm going to go back and rewatch it. Cause it was hype as hell. Like I'm going to definitely go back and check out Loki again before we get more Loki. You know what I mean? Like right. that was cool. I want to know more, but everything else is kind of like, I don't need to see half the episodes of uh, you know, like, uh, moon nights, half of those were throwaway. Yeah. Like I don't need to see any of miss Marvel. Like, uh, you know, most of it is kind of <laughs> like, I'm not going to go back and watch Hawkeye again. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know. Well, and to add, to add on to that, I, I think it's also a matter of, and this is, this is true of like, I think a lot of different, uh, industries versus like just you know marvel i should say is um when everything's connected it's almost overwhelming when stuff keeps coming out i like to think of it as (laughs) jp's gonna love this reference i like to think of it as like path of exile season you know where they keep adding content onto what's already there. Oh, and, it just and so could, if yeah, you ever sure. fall behind, if you ever <clears throat> fall behind, like it's like daunting. Like I tried to boot it up the other day and I was like, what, what is this? What is this? What is it? Cause they don't ever, you know, they just keep adding, adding. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Path of Exile is a great game, but if you haven't played in a year and you try to jump in, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, you, you well, have absolutely and, no clue. And I think that that uh, uh, what you're trying to say works even more so because Path of Exile has the uh, the added benefit of picking and choosing what makes it into the game, whereas Marvel is like everything. It's all it's all there. Everything's canon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when they start mm-hmm. talking about multiverses and this, that, and the other. And some of that stuff, you really got to watch the shows to, like, really, like, understand who Kang is, right? Like, you really got to watch Loki to get that. Dude, I, you didn't yeah. watch Loki. I don't know how this movie fucking made sense to you. Like, I really, I, I really don't know how it made sense. At my, at my showing, there were people in yeah. the audience who, uh, yeah, they clearly didn't watch Loki. Because there were several points where they were like, wait, what? 
Dude, especially I, during no, post credit, they were I like, took it a step what? further. There was someone sitting next to me and goes, "Wait, I thought he died." Yeah, and yes, so yeah. after that, after the, that I credit ended, I asked, theater. I said, "Hey, did you?" I, I just straight up asked, like, "Yeah, so that did you watch the show on Disney Plus?" And he goes, "He has a show on Disney Plus." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. Wow. I noticed that too. Same thing in my theater. The things I was excited for were not the things other people were excited for. They were just confused. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, because I think people thought those were optional viewing. And if mm-hmm. you're, you know, an average MCU person that just enjoys it, it that's a lot, man. That's a lot to watch all the TV shows, all the movies to make, to have Ant-Man make sense. We're not even saying right. you got to watch all the movies to make Avengers make sense. We're saying have Ant-Man make sense. You have to watch the TV shows. Like, right. and, then, and then here's here's where it goes a step further. When you look at comic books, you have to read the supporting comic books <laughs> yeah, in order the for them to make shit. sense, right? Yeah. yeah. Here, it's worse than that because Loki has nothing to do with Ant-Man and yet the Ant-Man film hinges on loki's plot so let's say you skip loki because you're like i just don't really care for that character but i love ant-man now you're fucked in the ant-man movie too and and when i stopped and thought about that i was like oh shit because i was noticing people's reaction in the movie theater i was in i was like they i i, I feel bad for them because i'm sure yeah. they skipped mm-hmm. loki thinking well I, I don't care for loki but i'm gonna watch the ant-man stuff and now that's ruined their ant-man movie and so, and the only way they could have advertised that you need to watch that before Quantumania is by spoiling it. By spoiling it, hey, right. Loki's going to be important to Ant-Man. The last episode, so yeah. That, yeah. So that's like, that's, I don't know. I, it's a, I think they need to I start think... bubbling stuff and being like, these are the five heroes that their stuff depends on each other. And these are the five heroes that their stuff depends well, they, on each other. They kind of did that in the past where it's like, this is Marvel cosmic and this is like earth yes. Marvel. And this is like yes. magic. Then Endgame Marvel. changed that. Endgame and then Endgame like, game fucked together. all that Endgame up. Endgame changed yeah. that. Yeah. 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 But, but the thing, and with, I think you really do got to parcel it. For, yeah. Yeah. The thing I think they're hoping for is that with, the ending of Ant-Man, it will inspire people to go back and like catch up. Oh, I, I bet. Think yeah. is what they're hoping for. I think it will. Uh, but, but yeah, Bronze. The exact. There were clearly people in my audience who watched the Disney Plus shows because they reacted to things, and then other people simply didn't. And then some people reacted to things that they were like shocked, and other people were like, "Yep, yep, knew that was going to happen." Yeah. So yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I, the, I think one of the post credit scenes. Well, hold on, let's not. We're not talking about anything. the movie. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about less okay. Disney Plus shows. There, there was like, <laughs> there was like someone shocked that Loki's alive, and and if you haven't seen the Loki, I was like, but you know, there's a Loki show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like confused. I was like, did they not know that there's a TV? Because there was somebody that was like, he's alive, and I was like, girl, there's a whole, there's a whole show. Yeah. yeah. Like, the other, He's yeah. been alive. the other thing that I hope with fewer, like, again, I hope, and I think I said something similar last week. I hope with less Disney plus shows, that means the quality goes up or the length goes up of the shows. And I don't know if that's true, I but must, I really do hope it is. I must stress this. I want to let you know that, uh, that is, I think 
part of i read an article about all the changes before i messaged you guys like oh boy look at this yeah um in the article they were talking about how a lot of the decision was also because they want to take time to get the visual effects right and even though yeah we're not we're not quite at talking about ant-man yet the note i've had i think we've had all along is that the visual effects in the last three four five years ever since uh, we'll say 2019 since 2019, we'll give it uh, we'll give it four years. Since the end of Endgame, the visual effects like there's a thing that Marvel does that angers me so much, and it's always bad. It's bad in Ant Man. It was bad in uh, Endgame, and they keep doing it. It's a visual effect where it's it's um, if a giant something is holding a person, the person is very clearly on a green screen, and the CG hand is like moving, and you can see them like tracking the person in the hand it never looks good yeah it always looks fake it's always looked fake every time they've done it and it's outrageous they still continue to do it that way and i have to be like you guys have more money than god how is it you can't nail this I one think, thing if you can't do it don't do the scene it's one of the it things where mind. i think it's it's just time i mean if you look at like avatar yeah. 2 the reason that took so long to make was because it took for fucking ever to do the actual cg work if you go watch, Absolutely. there's a there's a YouTube channel. I forget what it is. Yeah, I, it's it's like VFX thing, uh, VFX focus channel, and they had someone who's in charge of VFX on that uh, film, and it was fucking fascinating to watch how crazy they are with that stuff, and how much I really think all of that would work very well in a Marvel thing. It comes down to money at that point. Um, but a uh, corridor crew, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the uh, the the visual effects react thing. Uh, it's it's awesome if you haven't seen that. There's a there's a whole scene I haven't seen Avatar two yet, but in the trailer where he's fastening the leather. Have you guys seen the movie or the trailer for Avatar two? I, I've seen the movie. Yeah, Bronze, have you seen it or not? I've seen the I've seen the trailer. Remember in the trailer uh, or in Jesse in the film where he's fastening the leather thing onto his hand when he's about to like ride some animal. Sure, and it's all it's all CG. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that's real in that is the leather and the hand in the very center of the image. Everything else is CG. And they go into like crazy amount of depth to how they do that. And it makes sense that a film took that long to make. And then you look at what Marvel's doing, and it looks like a fucking three third graders homework compared to like professional. Again, it's it's, <laughs> it's I, wild. I, I've made a note. I made a note, and I'm just going to say the note now. Uh, the list of credits for VFX is huge, almost as big as Avatar. And all I'm saying is, if that's the case, it is time. It is like either the people who are like the top tier people making digital effects are like F Disney, we're not working with them, or they don't have enough time. Either way, yeah, there's moments where you're like, in all Marvel properties, there are moments where the FX looks perfectly fine and awesome. Yeah. And you're like, that was a cool scene. And there's moments where you're like, holy shit, this is like the end of Black Widow all over again. Like, that looks terrible. Jesse, How what they- do you mean? <laughs> <sighs> you know, there. Put your mask back on, man. It, is- it looks cooler. I think it is a time thing because I was watching a video about how they did everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, they just, they've burned people out and burned a lot of bridges and burned a lot of goodwill too. 
Because one thing I found is when people are excited to work on something, and sorry, my whole camera's shaking because my cat's going crazy. You're good. Um, but if there's if there's like if people are excited to work on something and want to work on something, they will try to find a way, or they'll invest themselves more in like figuring out, uh, suggesting ways to make it look good. But I feel like if people are tired, overworked, underpaid, and just not very into it, then what you end up getting is, eh, good enough to get paid. And yeah. like, that's it. Sure. Yeah. And I, I, I hope time solves that. I hope these, these yeah. next two things, uh, and, and even the movies, I mean, when you're doing the shows, those same people are working on the films, right? So it, it affects right. everything yeah. within, within that. So hopefully this delay, uh, and kind of reeling back of quote unquote content coming out from Disney plus and from Marvel is, is a good thing. Uh, and, I and, hope this, so. and it goes to show like, go back. If you, if you have Disney plus and you have free time, go back, watch WandaVision, watch Loki. Those two shows, the visual effects are awesome. They're really well done, but it's cause they had a huge lead up to them. Yeah. They had a long time before those shows came out. And then it's like, we're pumping, we're pumping, we're pumping. because the next show was a show they had to redo halfway through. Right. Right. And, and so that was kind of all over the place. And it didn't really have that much CG that, work to begin with. I guess. Right. But, but I'm sure there was a lot of special effects when it came to like the bow tricks and different things and the giant, uh, pin bow and things like there were things that's that cool. happened. There was like, Oh, that's cool. But you know, it was kind of all over the place. But after that point, it was like, they just pumped it. Yeah. Rush, rush. Yeah. And that kind of sucks. I agree. I agree. Uh, not the only time we're going to bring up James Cameron, by the way, this week with avatar two, do you see what James Cameron said? He was talking to no. <laughs> Time no. in an interview with Time. He's talking about uh, the CGI work on his latest film, and he said he had an interesting personal connection to Josh's Brolin's or Josh Brolin's Thanos. The full quote is, "Quote: I can relate to Thanos. I thought he had a pretty viable answer. The problem is nobody's <laughs> going to put up their hand to volunteer to be half." It has or be the half that has to go. <laughs> he really is the dude that has the Thanos was right mug. He really is that guy. He's like, I mean, yeah, he's got a valid point. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> There's people that truly feel that way. Oh, there very much is. Yes. Uh, I don't know yes. if that's like the way that it's presented in this article is very much maybe out of context. But the fact that that's just the quote that's presented, I think, is fucking hilarious. I think James Cameron's on that like uh, ecological vibe, where he's just like, "Look, if there were half as many everything, the world would be better off." We'd I be think that's what he's trying off. to say. Yeah, maybe. But like, he's like, "But no one's going to give up their lives in order to make it better." So yeah. it's not a real thing. I think that's what he, he's getting at. But like, the other, I mean, you James know, Cameron to me weird. seems like, and I, I say this like trying not to be mean to the guy. <laughs> But Go he on. does Go seem on. like his brain only answers very simple questions and then never thinks about because even leading it up to Avatar, I remember him saying, oh, well, when I made this movie, I really wanted to show like, you know, because if the Native Americans knew what was at stake, they probably would have like fought harder instead of giving up. Jeez. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, didn't I was know that just like, um, yeah. Okay, so you're fucking stupid. Like he he tr- I think he oversimplifies. It's like you know that you know how like we always say like just just don't die forehead. That's James Cameron. Like just don't be just don't be genocided forehead. James just Cameron is definitely forehead. He's very much a person that is like let's just throw money at all of the our population. Problems. He throws yeah, money just at kill the, half the population yeah. forehead. Just volunteer to die a, forehead. Yeah. Like, There's a clip. <laughs> it's like I, too, I, too simple of a solution. I don't know what the clip is called, but it's Mark Marin uh, regaling an audience with the story of the time he went to go audition for the Avatar sequels. Yeah, and he is, and there's a role that he was up for, and it's him talking about going to go to like James Cameron's giant Long Beach facility, and it's one of the funniest things in the world because it sounds like another planet. It sounds like. James Cameron is like I have more money than anyone. Yeah, I can. He exists in Moneyland. Like James Cameron amusement park, and he's just like in his own world doing his own thing. He's like when I was there, there were people flying around on like high wires and stuff. <laughs> he's like, yeah, Bro, the film stuff to himself. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I'm, can imagine he's kind of in his own world. Yeah, he he yeah, does some insane stuff are, when it comes to that. They they have like I said, they have overly simple solution to things because they've never actually had to like sit and solve a problem you know like with limited resources and i sure. worked for somebody like this for a limited period of time at when i worked at a hedge fund and they are unhinged they just throw like, money at, at problems point, yeah well even even the opposite at one point you know i was looking into getting us worker like employee employee based health or employer based health care right like in, insurance and in the middle of a meeting this man says what if instead of like subsidizing insurance, I pay for you all to get a $600 Whole Foods gift card every month and a bike? And that way, if you ride your bike to work and you eat organic food, you won't need because traditional medicine, they're just pumping you full of poison anyway. And I say, sir, what happens if I'm riding my bike to work and I get hit by a car? And he said, Jasmine, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. And I was like, are like in in my mind, I was like, okay, so this man's fucking stupid and he's richer than I'll ever be. But you know, but like that's here. That's in my mind what James Cameron is like, where he's like, what if everybody just, you know, and it's like, but have you thought of the actual like cascade effect? Like there's still problems with this solution. And there's just like, no, I don't think that. I don't think that's a thing. Okay, it is, maybe so. It is absolutely glass onion, one hundred percent. Yeah, like yeah, just yeah. go watch that movie. Yeah, absolutely. He did actually talk to tie this back into the visual effects conversation. Um, he was asked, or rather, I think just talking about Marvel. It says obviously the big comic book films have been driving the sheer volume of the industry. The rising tide of technique raises everybody together. It gives you higher quality artists, more tools and plugins and code to use. You got more talented people mm-hmm. writing code out there. Our team at Weta Digital is constantly having new hires and it's coming out of that pool. So it improves everything. That said, Weta FX, as it is called now, is the best, right? Industrial Line Magic does great work. But when it comes to that kind of emotional, uh, sorry, emotive facial stuff that we're doing, Thanos, come on, give me a break. You saw Avatar Way of the Water. It's not even close. It's what Weta did. <laughs> so... He's, I will say, Weta is always given the time to work. 
Yes. That's why Weta Shipman yeah. is so good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look at Lord of the Rings. It still looks good. It still holds you, up. It's like, fucking practical yeah, as hell and all that stuff it still works looks great. looks good. And, and that's that's in large part due to Weta. They, they did a really the good job on their part of it. Yeah. The difference is go look at the timetable between the original trilogy and The Hobbit. The Hobbit yeah, no, was so like pushed up. You can see the difference. You can see. Yeah. The Hobbit is 10 years later. Doesn't hold up as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, I love that, by the way, this article goes on. <laughs> the the ending bullet point of this article on the direct.com about uh, James Cameron's Thanos depopulation plan. Supporting <laughs> Thanos's depopulation strategy. Usually the Thanos was right movement is a joke, but it seems Cameron has some found or has found some validity in it. His sentiments aren't too surprising given his support of environmental and climate activism. After all, those are all pillars of his Avatar franchise as a whole. Though, genocide on a galactic level doesn't usually come up. <laughs> just like, what, I'm what are so these fucking, fucking I'm just Do you think James I'm Cameron just, really, like, so sits at home you. with a Thanos glove on? He's like, if I could just change reality. <laughs> make it better. I'm, like, I feel maybe. like he does. I feel like he has a room. I don't know. Man. That has like, like a window. Meme. Remember when, like, remember during the lockdown, there was people like sat like twelve year olds on TikTok that were like, "Humanity was the virus. <laughs> yes. Nature is healing." That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cameron has the thinking of a twelve year old girl on TikTok. Like, nature is healing. Humanity is the virus. Like, people are dying, James. Stop. He's worried about the earth, though, Bronze. You know, the earth. Then everyone dies. If we don't stop half the population, he's collecting the infinity stones right now. That's what he's doing. He's building the gauntlet. They put out a Marvel's poster. Did you guys see this? I did see that. It's, uh, you know, it is a poster. It's simple. I think it's a pretty it, badass poster, point. to be honest. Yeah, like, it's I not think, like too flashy. It's exactly what you would think it would be. It's nice to see that we don't have like Brie Larson taking up center image, looking off to the right with like, yes, you know, the little, other two characters looking off different directions, but smaller because they're smaller in the, like this just is cool. I like, I it. like that it plays with mm-hmm. the negative space. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. It isn't just, you're right. It isn't the same Marvel where it's like, and then the one person's in the background, they're like really big and like, Ur, and then the one like little tiny character in the front. Yeah. I'm fine with the fact that it's like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Yeah. We're it's these three and they're going to space. I guess they that's have the their movie. symbols as well. Like that's the Captain Marvel uh symbol, that's the photon symbol, and then Miss Marvel down below. And a new outfit, by the way. You have to zoom in. But she's wearing a new outfit for Miss Marvel. For those that uh, looks the same. That's new. It's definitely a lot it's dude. Do you remember more what that, red? Remember what that looked like in the Miss Marvel show? It didn't it look great. Ugly. It looked fucking trash. Fucking, this looks it was a lot fucking better. ugly. Yes. And I'll I'll say that with my whole chest because I've cosplayed Miss Marvel from the comics. And when I saw that ugly piece of shit, I was like, why did my cosplay look better? Yeah, let me uh that the one from the show here, I could just pull this up right here. So that this is from uh the new movie. Okay. Uh this is the one from the show. It's super zoomed in, but that's the one from the show. Has a lot of blue oh, in it. Damn, that looks. It looks real bad. rough. Yeah, I think the new one looks a you lot know, better. You know what's interesting about this is I wonder what her costume would look like if they didn't have to do the Marvel uniform. Have you watched the documentary about how they make all of the Marvel costumes? Uh-uh. Every, oh, yeah. Uh oh. Every top 
is like the if you go back to her her costume there oh she's wearing sure. the the arms bit is part of an entire separate piece and then she's all microphoned up underneath that so does and then it connect the it piece, arms or something right yeah, here no no there's a whole other thing the arms are like a whole other suit underneath and oh. then the chest piece is applied over top of all the microphones and shit and every marvel character has that that's why all their outfits from captain america to like everyone except for iron man because he's cg stuff but like every single one has that like chest piece and so it's a template for all their outfits and that's why they all kind of have this like big chest piece and then like a line here and then arms every single time and I'm really curious. Is that on Disney Plus? Uh, maybe that's where I watched it. It might have been a YouTube, uh, like it was included in a Blu-ray. Um, but a, a great example is Captain America. The reason why most of his stuff has the leather straps here is because the leather straps are covering the They're the hiding chest piece. the seam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they have this template that they make with all of their outfits. And super interesting, but it's yeah. also like... All right. After a while, they're all starting to look kind of the same, right? Sure. It's the reason I think why for me, uh, um, part of why her costume doesn't work is looks so much it better. Holy doesn't shit. it? It does look a bit better. I I think like the reason her costume doesn't work in my mind is I don't understand a reason behind it. Right? Like a costume should have a narrative. Do you know sell I mean? new toys. Like 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 <laughs> uh, Captain America's costume being flashy makes sense given the context that that character was used to sell war bonds like is very much a character right yeah like i feel like there needs to be some thought process behind like why does she wear a salwar kameez like why why does she wear that and why does it look super spacey like if she got that made in pakistan why does no piece of it look like it was probably made in pakistan it. she probably did but, it like, because at the end of the, the series show? she warps to space but, right? Okay, so then what is, is it? Cree technology, and then why do they keep that same silhouette? Like, like great that's, question. Because they've done they've done futuristic or future versions of Miss Marvel in the comics where she's in a full bodysuit instead of in the Salvar Kameez because she's been to space and stuff like that, and she's had a suit engineered by the Avengers. Her original that original silhouette makes sense when you think of it in the context of like that is a burkini. That is the swimsuit that her parents allow her to go swimming in. So because of that, it's stretchy enough for her. And then with that in mind, it's like, okay, so this makes sense for that, why it looks like that. But for her to continue to have the cape and stuff moving forward, it's just, and they make it look spacey. There's just something discordant about it for me where I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Like, sure. I don't understand what the, what the rationale is, you know? Yeah. I also wonder, confusing. I wonder if we get that in the film, right? Like, if if they give any screen time as to why she has a new outfit, if if it's provided Maybe by like they Cree spent or thirty what? seconds on it in the show, it was literally her mom being like, "I got this made." For I made you, this for you, and there it was you like, "Yeah." I was like, well, <laughs> "Yeah." Well, we don't need to go on the show. Okay, we'll stay away from the show conversation for the seventh time. Yeah. Uh, by the I, way, I really <laughs> like the poster though. I love. I I think I actually love the poster. I think that's an awesome poster compared to what we've got in the past. I think it's a good poster. Yeah. But if you if you scroll in again, JP, and you go up to the top, you can kind of see what I was talking about with the outfit, the line. And this is another example. I just sent you this image of Captain Marvel. You can, again, see it's like almost even more obvious the way that they make their suits with this one, with this image I sent see. you. Yeah. Where, where it's, like you can see kind of from that angle 
how like there's a whole other piece underneath. I think it's fascinating, but it also seems like a template. Like every hero eventually has the like oh, like right here. See, you can, yeah, you can see. Yeah, you can totally see the seam in that. Yeah, is this this is it's, from and, the end of Captain Marvel? I think. I think so. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, I it's like a, it's like a weird vibe that they do, but it's. It clearly must work. It must be how they get around all that stuff. Good though, like I'll be honest, I I think Captain Marvel's costume looks good. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, I'm not saying it looks bad. I'm just saying that it's a template they use all. I just thought it was Mm. interesting that they clearly have this template, and you can and once you see it, you can't unsee it. Like in Ant Man, I saw it immediately. I was like, oh my god, they all have it. (laughs) It's (laughs) like a weird thing they do, but I love it. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Well, speaking of costumes. We kind of didn't see this because I don't think we paid attention to the poster for Guardians of the Galaxy. I think we looked at it briefly. Uh, did you guys happen to see Nebula's pose? Because this this took out a pretty large chunk of social media before Ant-Man uh, reviews hit. In the no. poster for Guardians of the Galaxy, I will show it to you here. Uh, fans started shitting on Nebula's pose. What the fuck is she doing? What is she? It is a, like a, everyone looks <laughs> a little weird. Yeah, but, but what, what is say, she specifically doing? <laughs> I, I will say no one that, looks good. <laughs> yeah, first off, they all look they all look like a little weird, which Let's is down, I think see. the point they're going for. But I will say that if any character was going to look really awkward. It's her. If you watch the Christmas special, Nebula, literally, there's a scene where it's her trying to dance, and it's so fucking awkward and funny that it yeah. absolutely is what I think they're going for on purpose. Could be. Like, she just doesn't she, get uh, human emotion or, like, emotions, so she doesn't know how to, like, pose or do... Like, when she does the dance, mm. if you go watch the Christmas thing, they keeps focusing on her dancing, and she's bad at it. She like, commented on bad. it. Bad. Uh, for those so, that don't follow Karen Gillian on uh, on tiktok she had this whole tiktok brigade to try and get uh verified and it went like super viral for like a month and then she finally got verified and it was this whole thing so she used that now as like her main form of social media and she made a tiktok about this and said uh can anyone tell me what i was thinking when i decided to pose like this on an international worldwide poster that will remain forevermore remember doing this pose and thinking i think i look pretty cool here so I take full responsibility for this choice, but oh my God, what am I leaning against? And what is my elbow doing? Maybe I should double down and make this pose a thing. I stared at it for so long and I was like, oh, maybe I'm reaching for a weapon to take out and fight someone. Then I remembered that I'm not wearing a holster or anything that would carry a weapon. So it's not that either. You'll be seeing that pose again somewhere. You'll least expect it. So I don't I, know what that it, means. It but. seems like they are going for a breakfast club <clears throat> vibe. Sure. So I yeah. think her note was probably like, oh, look nonchalant and look cool, but as Nebula. And it's like, well, Nebula, what would Nebula's version of nonchalant slash cool look like? You know? Yeah. I mean, I'll say Batista nailed it. He looks chill. He's chilling. He's big chilling. I don't know chillin'. why more people aren't concerned about Gamora because I don't know what the hell that po- no, <laughs> I don't Gamora, know what she's doing Gamora, down there. Gamora does not fit at all. I think she is worse she than looks, Nebula. Yeah. But it's it's I think it's like her take of the Breakfast Club thing, except in the Breakfast Club, her hands on the ground. But I think it's like, right. oh, this is giving Breakfast Club. Yeah. 
The other thing. Uh, That's my, my take. I don't I, know. There were other reasons why people were pointing out Nebula is what I will say, but they are a part of a silly part of the internet and conversation, so I won't bring them up here. <laughs> but if you want to, you can go and join that conversation and see how silly people are. <laughs> it's always uh, the internet being stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite strange. Um, but I thought it was funny that she like took to uh, social media and was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I kind of, I kind of liked say, that she did that. I will say one thing I like about this poster or this, this like fake photo is that unlike most of the Marvel stuff where there are women involved, they didn't digitally sex them up. Mm. Yeah. Right. Their poses are silly, but like most of they're mostly like they didn't do what they do with like any time well, we can uh, go back to the uh, Jessica Black Alba Widow was featured thing that we yeah yeah where they like yeah. <laughs> it's like just like Jessica Alba we're like for some reason every version of her gets sexier and sexier but it's the exact same photo and you're like how is this possible yeah, yeah it, they literally are just people and I think that's kind of cute when it comes to the guardians because they're like you know goofballs yeah yeah I just think it the pose looks silly, but you're kind of right. The Gamora pose is maybe a little bit sillier, but it's not as present. It's not Gamora. In that poster. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it doesn't stand out as much as the, yeah. Like all these characters, I think like hit what they are more <clears throat> to me is the real problem here. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> she would never be like, let me pose like one of your French girls. Like that would never happen. Yeah. Also Cosmo. I'm sorry. I just looked up the discourse. That I told you not to. We're not bringing it in the show. <laughs> Is, is, I'm not, but I'm just. <laughs> I told you. I told you. It was fucking crazy. It was real silly. <laughs> it's real silly. This is bronze new arc here. Silly bronze. Loser shit bronze. No. I, why did I look this up? I told you not to. Why did I do this? I told you. <laughs> That's real silly. But, but the very first article I pulled up, one of the reasons uh, that I'm not going to get into it, I'm not going to talk about it, but I will say <laughs> the very first article I pulled up, the first image they have is a side by side shot of Nebula in this poster versus mm. Nebula in the previous posters. And the previous posters, she's sexed up. Sure. She's like, they like, she's got huge boobs and like this crazy figure. And I'm like, she doesn't even have that in the movies. Yeah. 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 That's strange. And so that's strange. I, in fact, am fine with the fact that they're like, they look like normal people. Right. So whatever. Right. But that's yeah. We're not going to get into that. We're not getting into that. hundred <laughs> percent. The internet sucks, dude. Yeah. The internet sucks ass. <laughs> I will simply transition sucks. us away <laughs> off of this highway to hell. And let's Too talk close. about Jonathan Majors. <laughs> he was in a interview with Variety. And we can kind of lead into some Ant-Man discussion on this. Uh, keep in mind the context that this was four years ago, three years ago, a long time ago. Let's say, let's go with that. Uh, it wasn't any time recent. He wasn't a star or anything like that. Uh, he was talking with Variety and he said, quote, I hope this doesn't bite me in the ass. But I walked out of my first Marvel general meeting. This was a long time ago. I just got out of drama school and I'm running around town and I'm sitting in the office. I grew up in a very particular way and I don't want to waste nobody's time. So I got in there and they're just busy. And I was like, I'm supposed to be here, right? It got long and I went, 
I'm going to go. It's cool. I'll just go. I got to the door, but then they said casting director Sarah Finn was going to come. We got in the room and we chatted. We're having this great conversation. I think it was maybe three years later that they had the Kang chat with me. There's no trepidation now, especially because of who Kang is. When I said yes, we got the whole picture. And what is being laid out is cohesive. I just love the fact that he fucking walked out on Marvel. <laughs> it sounds like they were just... Look, I think wild all me. three of us can probably say that we've been in meetings where like two hours was wasted and nothing happened. And we were like, is, should we go? Nothing. And then like at the last minute, a key person finally shows up Yeah, and then we actually start working. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've hurry up and waited in this, in this damn career. So like, I get it. Uh, yeah, that's a ballsy move to be like, oh, it's Marvel peace yeah i'm like, gonna walk out the door and then get stopped at the last second especially yeah, as someone much. fresh out of like drama school like that that's mm -hmm. wild i guess know your worth in that regard well yeah. that said let's talk some quantum mania uh before we Ooh. jump into Quantumania, it, it is a, a new <laughs> movie to Bronx. cover on mcu crew it's been so long yeah, it has it's been a while been so it has been a long time yeah <laughs> also you don't gotta lean into your mic <laughs> oh quick. am i Quantumania. <laughs> yeah, it's it very loud it's a brand new movie to cover on the mcu crew thank you like that thank you, thank yeah. you. thank you for uh, the cover jesse i appreciate you it debuted with 120 million over Ooh. the weekend uh is that good pretty good yeah that's pretty good yeah mm -hmm. i think that's uh right what they were expecting uh oh sorry it was it uh bested expectations um than what they For were ant-man that's that's pretty good considering yeah. it is like ant-man's not like well, the big money bringer i i think it also the run run tomatoes is a giant thing in the industry and when you get panned the way that they did last week with those review scores which we were completely Can off, we by there? the way. Can we please Holy start there? shit, were we off? I think like <laughs> I think bronze went eighties, low eighties. Jesse was low no, 80s. bronze. Bronze went ninety. I went eighty. You went seventy. No, 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 no. I went ninety. I went ninety on the community score, not on the critic score. I nailed the community score. I think I said eighty-five, and last I checked, it was eighty-four. I did pretty good with that. Yeah, I'm well, we, we were all fucking wrong on the critic <laughs> score because it's 47% right now. It Ooh. is the lowest Marvel film. Uh, ever, period? I want to say ever. Yes, the worst Rotten Tomato score in MCU movie history. Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, oh, oh, hold on. It tied Eternals. Eternals and Ant-Man were both 47%. Thor Love and Thunder was 64%, and then everything else kind of goes up from there, all the way up to Black Panther, uh, the first one, which was 96. So I, I just want to say, I want to get this out of the way for the record. Wait, so what's the fan score? Uh, let me pull it up. Uh, it was 80. It's sitting at 84 right now. So we, we were pretty hey, close. Isn't, it? Uh, isn't that pretty low compared to like other for fan MCU score. movies? Yeah. I think yeah. so, yeah. And let me see if I can find a ranking yeah. of that. I will, I will say that um, even though there's a lot of things in this movie that was like, mm, still enjoyed it more than Thor Love and Thunder. Same. put it out there. I'm going to say it. I'm Look, say it. I, here, I will say, I will double down on that and say like, I enjoyed the film. 
there were some fucking bad things in this film. <laughs> oh, yes. There were some terrible things. There was some yeah. shit in this movie that was bad. But <laughs> yes. I thought it was better than Thor. I like enjoyed it more, and I didn't fall asleep. I was awake the entire time. Ant-Man 2 fell asleep. Didn't even like Ant-Man 2 was boring to me. This, I, at least yeah. I was like in it. Yeah. I definitely found myself... Uh, and this was kind of me worrying about the fact that I had someone waiting outside and I was like, God, I hope it's not past the time that I told them. So I was thinking I was conscious of that, but I, I kept thinking like, there's no way this is, I've only been in here two hours. This feels long. Like this is a little bit, this is going a little long and I kept, Oh, this is going to wrap. Oh, it's going to wrap up any, Oh, no. Oh, okay. All right. Let me see what, Oh, it's only, okay. It's only been two like, hours. There's a, it was short. Yeah. There's, it was fast. It, here's what I'll say. This is, this is like the flow of the movie for me, just to like outline how I felt. Okay. The intro, intro bit. I was like, oh, this is lovely. I love this little Scott Lang intro bit. It's fun. I kind of wish his crew was still in this movie, but like whatever. And then, you know, the intro was fun. It's, you know, it's only like 10 minutes, maybe, but it was fun. Then there is however long of wacky, zany antics that I was like, oof. Okay. We're kind of all over the place right now. And then Kang shows up and now suddenly it's like awesome, 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 awesome. Kang is amazing. And like, I'm like, oh shit, this guy is totally a threat. And then the ending, which is a spectacle also is kind of silly. And I was like, I can't tell if I love this or I hate this, but it's at <laughs> least fun to watch. And then it ended with sort of a similar thing to the beginning, but the, be the end thing was like, Hey, it's, we're doing something silly with the ending. Hopefully that bad guy won't come back. And you're like, this is the end of the movie, bro. Yeah. That this was is what you're doing. That was my biggest issue. That. My biggest issue with the it. film is that it, why did this film exist? <laughs> like, nothing like if it was just to present that Kang's crazy and like super powerful, but then to have him die because some ants time traveled. I mean, he's I not don't dead. Think he's dead. He's not. He's not dead. But he's going to be the uh, have him the defeated one uh, like by a bunch of ants that time traveled, which I thought honestly was pretty cool. I thought that was an amazing scene when uh, you know the it OG Ant Man showed moment. up. Yeah, he had an awesome yeah, Hank moment. Had like a badass moment that was cool. But it is kind of dumb that it's Kang and he's like, oh ants, it's oh ants. no, and you're like. Bro, ants? Well, it's not just <laughs> ants. Know. It's time travel ants that built their own fucking like thing. Their whole like population is wild. Yeah, socialism. Again, this yeah, this the movie had moments that I was like, that's a really good um like like uh like again, what you were talking about, the socialism joke. I thought that was hilarious. He's like, I know the I know you aren't down on socialism these days. Like, I thought that was really funny that Hank Pym's the guy to say that. Yeah. Like, I thought that was pretty funny. But there's also moments like bringing in Bill Murray, the most unnecessary. Why the fuck was he there? Useless, does not matter at all. Like a waste of screen time. I was like, why are we? They made the Bill Murray fucking boring. <laughs> I've never seen it. Like Bill Murray is an actor that when he's in it, you can tell he's in it. I've never seen an actor be like, I'm saying words. <laughs> That's like what it was. No, it was that, like him. My brother. Star Trek gobbledygook. My brother had the perfect way of saying it. He said it was the first time that he thinks he was seeing Bill Murray act. Yes. Like he didn't seem natural. It, yeah. He yeah. seemed like he was like, 
He's like, oh, I love the Gorka Flocken Mac. And you're like, bro, what? <laughs> you know, like, it's just him make. it was clear yeah. that they gave him words to say and he said them. It was very But strange. he didn't seem like, yeah, and that's the problem with the movie is the parts that were amazing. You know what? This movie was like that one relationship that you had that was terrible, but you always think about the best parts. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there are things in this movie that are amazing that I absolutely love. And then there are things in this movie that I'm like, oh, that's why we broke up. You know what I mean? Like, that's the, that's the problem with the movie. Yeah. It's like all over the place, but still more entertaining. What do you mean, and- Jesse? <laughs> I was great in the film. I died in Avenger. It was a really funny joke. That was so unfunny that when that line landed, the audience was like, Cricket, cricket. It was, I was like, Dude, no, I didn't get a, stop, I didn't get a single bro. laugh in that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing too, is Ant-Man movies, usually the ones where people are laughing the entire time. And that, and when Kang showed up, the stakes changed so dramatically that 90% of the comedy they tried to inject, it was like, bro, Modoc, you're a piece of shit. Why do I suddenly Oh, well, he's redeemed. Like, no, no, you suck, dude. You, and that's, it was, yeah, it's, again, there's so much, like, this goes back to, same thing. This movie is exactly the way I felt about Multiverse of Madness. Exactly. The stuff that landed was amazing. The stuff that didn't sucked ass. And I cannot stress to you how much I love, like, Kang was awesome. He was great. Everything. Got the majors kicks ass. And at a certain point I was like, <sighs> I want him to just like win so we can keep more of this character in the series. And it's like, I want like, more of awesome. him and Janet. I would like, give me like 30 minutes of him and Janet just fucking hanging out in the quantum. For, for, just hanging, Michelle just, Pfeiffer. They're great. He's so good in this movie. But again, her motivations are insane. Like if you really think about it, the first half of the movie where she's like, I, I didn't want to tell you. And they're like, Tell them oh now. yeah, no, Janet, that's tell bad. Them, tell them now, yeah. Janet. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. it's really silly. It's, I yeah. don't know. It's it's a weird place to start with Kang because the greatest threat in the universe is defeated by ants, right? And the only takeaway I had leaving was he said multiple times, "I." He's like, "You don't like you don't think I know what loss is, bro? I've lost before." So I I think that's the way they're trying to say like the reason why he is different from Thanos is that Thanos never lost. He always kept winning. Yeah. And, and then when he lost, that's when he finally lost. Right. Um, Kang, his losses make him better. I think that's what they're trying to do. But <sighs> what do I know, man? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I think there's, a, like, the other thing is, like, why was Wasp, one, in the title of this, and two, in the film? Uh, <laughs> like, bro, she saved him, dude. She, At the end, she, she saved had, him, They have zero chemistry on camera. Uh, the two of them. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't believe for a second that they're somehow dating and or married and or whatever it is that they... I didn't know they were married because they weren't married in the second one, right? They were just. I don't, did they get married? Was that implied? They must have because they were they were having a family pizza meal as a family. So I was uh, like, oh, okay. I guess they're married. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, that that said, I thought cat. Uh, Catherine Noon, Cat- Cassie Lang's actress. I thought she was also very good. I'm excited for whatever she was she's fine. in. The future, I think yeah, with she's the fine. I, I, I don't know why they recast the original actress who was in the first two movies. 
I think it's star power, but like charisma, whatever. Sure, she's, I don't. She's probably going to be not Young on Avengers the young actresses of Hollywood. She might be like Young Avengers, uh, helming that whole thing. So I think they just wanted, yeah, whatever. I also the ending. I thought they pulled their punch. I was so excited. I think we talked about this where I was like, wouldn't it be amazing if Kang escaped and he stuck uh, Ant-Man in, in the quantum realm? And I almost, I was like, holy shit, are I they thought, doing this? I thought he was stuck. And then the portal appeared and he's like, I gotta go and home. And the portal is open. I was like, oh, right, because his daughter's magic. And a portal opens. That had and to like, be a reshoot. That, that, had, that had to be a reshoot. I'm, t- I'm telling you, the way nowhere. it's cut. The way it's cut, it was like they literally have a scene where they go out and look on the city. Like, I guess we live here now. Right. And then a portal appears behind them. Yeah. Like that. No, that to me was like they they shot that as the end and then went back and changed it. Like nothing about that scene feels natural, normal or makes sense. And I, I guess if it was a reshoot, then that must have been like a focus testing reshoot. Cause I don't know why they would, that's a pretty significant change. And if people were pissed off that like they were no longer going to see Ant-Man in like the world or something, then I guess that's why they'll go change it. But then he got like this. Because that's what it feels like to me. Cause yeah. like literally you have them step out, accept their fate. And then they turn around as though they expected that portal to appear the whole time. And they even show Cassie being like, no, as the portal disappears. And it's like, why would she freak out if she knew at any point in time she could just yeah, bring she them could back? Just open it again. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, I, she's not the one who opened the portal to begin with. That portal was opened by Kang's interdimensional freaking battery. It was, How the hell it was did, opened by Modoc, have... wasn't it? Didn't Modoc figure it out? Because Modoc said he tracked the yeah, signal. No, Modoc got the signal. He's the one who got it, the signal. It, it That's might how have been from the them. thing that you said, though, Bronze. That's the, the yeah, yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was, wasn't it the battery? It was Kang's they, thing. Like, it was, they it was show the Janet going over there and like they open the portal and then Kang tries to go in behind them, but it was powered by like his interdimensional battery. Yeah, and so like where where does she have the technology to open that? Like she doesn't have a fucking interdimensional battery, like. And the portal even looks the same. It's the same graphical effect and everything. Right. So to me, I, that was like, I was like, this is a reshoot. They, they like tested this. People were mad. And then they added that in. That was a pickup shot because if you, they literally walk out onto the balcony and like, look out like, Hey, we're, we could still make a life here. Like they have that look of like, you know, there's people yes, here. There's yes. stuff here. Like we could, as long as we're together, you know, and it's almost like it's thumbing, uh, like, you know, it, it's like kind of being like, this is different than, you know, the other, you know, than Sharon Stone being stuck here because I have the love of my life. So it doesn't matter. Sto- Even though oh, they have no Oh, you mean Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh, shit. I confuse them. <laughs> look, all white people look the same for Bronze. We've been through no. this. <laughs> We've talked about this before. No, no, no. Michelle Bronze, Pfeiffer. I'm JP. Um, that's, that's Jesse. It just... Oh shit! I would have. Sorry, y'all gotta. Yeah, I get. Yeah. I get confused. Um, yeah, Michelle Viber, the cat, Catwoman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not cross legs, Catwoman. Um, yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, it, it it seems like oh, you know, you can make a life here if you have the people that matter to you. Mm-hmm. But yeah. and then they go back on that and they just turn around and there's a portal. To me, the most sus thing is that the portal looks the exact same. 
as 100%. the one opened. And also the technology she was using was a satellite. To, like It was like supposed to be like a remote probe satellite. How does that turn into a portal? She figured it out with her time. I mean, clearly, Bronze. She fig- like, look, you're absolutely correct. Because that last scene, I've never been so upset about a lot. Like, him redoing the intro to the movie. But this time, like, I got my cake for Cassie. And I'm going to do a thing. And then pausing and be like. Having a panic but attack. we did defeat him, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I Hopefully, that guy doesn't come to. And he, like, looks around and sees the world. And he's like, nothing's going to happen. I hated that. I hated that so much. It was like such a slap in the face of like, I'm, t- I'm telling you, that really wasn't trouble. The, Better watch out. The hated only it. thing that explains it is it was tacked on. Like the, yeah, that's the only on. thing that explains it is that, oh, we added this on because we originally shot that he was going to be trapped forever in the quantum realm. Right. Yeah. Which to be like, honest, that's the only thing that makes sense. If like, I wish that would have happened because again, it just leads me back to like, then the movie would have had a fucking point. It would have had stakes. Yeah. Like I, I saw so much of the conversation, like there's no stakes in this film. Well, and I fucking agree. Everything is, everything is done for a, like everything's done for a bit, you know? And then that bit ends up having to be an important part of the movie, you know, like, like, Oh, we're gonna have there be these sure. dick-like things you have to fist in order to, you know, pilot the plane because this is funny. And then it's like the rest of the movie, you see these horrible special effects, this spy kids type of thing, where that's how he's <laughs> piloting the plane. Yeah. And then I'm gonna just say it, and I'm Uh-oh. I'm probably gonna sound like an ass, but it also felt like a huge ripoff of Star Wars. A like, lot there of people so many said that. Elements. Yeah. There was felt a cantina. They were they were wearing ponchos. They had these like visors on. Now in Star Wars, I actually went to this exhibit called um, at the at the Mopop that was focused on the design of the costumes in Star Wars, and I was fascinated because this is something that always was compelling to me. Is like why is Darth Vader's helmet shaped that way? The reality is the people that worked on especially that original trilogy. There's a reason for just about everything. When you're in a high dust environment, yes, having a hood and having those goggles that uh, the wasp was wearing the entire time makes sense. There's no dirt flying around in in the quantum realm, and yet they're dressed like they're out in the desert for no discernible reason. And there's like, for me, there wasn't a through line of like, why are they dressed like this? Why do the aliens look like, like there was no culture. You know, versus like when you look at a comic book like Saga, it feels like, oh, there's a, there's a reason that things look like yes. this. There's a reason. Like, if you're going to go zany, don't go zany for the sake of being zany. Like, you know, have some like, oh, yeah, the people here have TV heads, you know, or or even them having hoods in an environment where we never see it rain. Like little things like that. I'm like, their clothing wouldn't even camouflage with how colorful the backdrop is. So there was like so many things where I was like, I there's no there's no like cultural note about why you're dressing like this. It just looks like you ripped off Star Wars. <laughs> like, that's all it looks like is yeah, that you ripped they, off Star Wars. 
they pick it up from that caravan and then you never know why that caravan exists or what the caravan is caravanning for. Yes. Or like what, the what they just got a, a creature from them. And then we never see them again until maybe the you, end. Like I, they might've been. Oh part my of, God. They might've been absolutely correct. Yeah. That whole yes. sequence is they see the caravan land. Michelle Pfeiffer walks up to them. They have like a, a knife duel where she stabs the guy and then he like takes the knife and is like, ha ha, you're pretty good. And then she's like, all right, we're good. They're going to take care of us. And then they summon a flying manta ray thing, yeah, give them leave. clothes, and then they're gone. It serves no purpose in the, nope. like, we don't know who those people are. We don't know why they exist. Yeah. What nope. is her relationship nope. to them? The only Literally, purpose nope. was like, like to show Michelle Pfeiffer knew them or knew their customs and that was it. That was but it. That's the same thing and with Bill so, Murray scene. Yeah. Bill Murray yes. scene, he shows up. We're like, oh, there's some backstory. She definitely boned him. But guess what? You know what? Hank Pym is a pretty chill dude because he boned other people. I too. thought that was so those you know, jokes what? actually made me laugh, although they were fucking weird when he's just yeah, like, Yeah, it's like a weird were, thing to include. We totally banged, by the way. They were awkwardly included. <laughs> yeah. They were like awkwardly. The way they introduced them was awkward, I think. Yeah. But I think like that's the kind of the through line in the movie is that things are introduced just as like just to be introduced or just as a funny thing, you know? Right. And then they don't have a greater purpose. And so even like, I was really interested in the things in the suits that are like Kang's army. And like, we don't even like really talk about them at all. Like are they seem to have a personality, but are they robots? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. that's right. I don't know if they were robots or what. We just kind of, yeah. He, At first I was like, oh, an army. built an army of robots. But then they, yeah. by the end, they're like, oh, no, sir. Ow, my shoulder. And they're like, is that a dude? What is this? Yeah. No answer. I would have been Zero. so much more interested or I've been more compelled if like it like if if they're culturally, they looked more like they were from Horizon Zero Dawn, like where it's like, oh, they're stealing pieces of Kang's technology or like, you know, grabbing. And so they have pieces of it that they fashioned into armor. But there's no culture for the for the quantum realm despite them saying like we live down here and before kang got here things were great and it's like well what's your culture though like yeah. there's mm-hmm. th- th- there's only one dude with a light head there's not like multiple light head people and every every piece, i want to know more about him he's dope compelled when you see <laughs> this now, giant so it doesn't matter it's true. coming right like you see this giant amoeboid coming and then you see this thing that like channels solar energy. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, because it seems like there's giant microorganisms here. Yeah. Apparently he's the only one. And <laughs> the rest the only of them one don't even have yeah. Yeah. light weapons. Right. And it's so, once that again, point, it's I so thought, strange. Yeah. I thought that was going to be all of it. The, the scene all where be they like get down there and they're like whatever. going through the like, yeah, like when they see the sun and then the sun's a thing. And it attacks them, and they're like, "We gotta fight this." And then a giant amoeba thing comes up. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is kind of cool. I love the idea of like fighting in a world where microscopic organisms organism. are like." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's super neat. This is kind of fun." And then I expected Kang to be the one city in a world of that kind of crap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, when they talk about all the people that lived, so when they talk about like rebellion, my thought was knowing what I knew going in based on like the stuff we had talked about beforehand, I was like, oh, so like Kang probably took over everything. And now the rebellion's like in the mean streets, right? And they got to, no, there are people living in sentient houses in the middle of nowhere 
that for some reason there's a human woman and then a man with like boop, 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 head and then a bunch of people that look like I, aliens and then a goo man. Those, and I don't know why they all live together. Until, and then there's broccoli people. Up until we saw <laughs> them just like kind of up until the fight happens when Modoc shows up. I thought that whole interaction was dope. Like I, I love the, they couldn't understand him and they like have the goofy. They have to like drink the guy. I was laughing at that. I enjoyed all that stuff, but then exactly what you guys are saying. They like get attacked and then you just, you mm. don't, there's no other and they're gone till the end of the movie. Yeah. And that's no everything exists. Yeah. Like if they were going to do any of this, the ants are more like just should have just been the ants because the ants are set up as they went the through ants. the portal. Yeah. I actually was thinking of that because I was like, this movie, you can easily cut 30 minutes from it. And that's what tells Absolutely. you how pointless it is. So all you have to do is when uh, Scott and Cassie fall into the quantum realm, they're like avoiding these amoeboid organisms. And then MODOK comes after them because they're being chased by MODOK. Yeah. And then on the other side, the ants get the other three. And then you have this perfect situation where they all meet in the middle. I just saved you 30 minutes of your movie and you didn't need all of those so, people in the quantum realm. Here, like here's just the thing. Literally all of it. The, the question would be, do those people of the quantum realm show up in another film? No. Do you care about them? We're never seeing them again. Well, it's not, it's not if I care about them. I'm I just, just saying like, care of, do I, they ever show up? Because if not, then you're no. right. Why are they, they, they should be cut. <laughs> they are I, not I ever just, showing up again. I, I truly did not care about them. I truly did not find myself that, being like, but their culture is being destroyed. I was like, I don't. Well, it was also people. strange too. Cause the, uh, the leader, the, the woman with the staff, whatever she was doing when she was stabbing dudes with her staff was a fucking cool effect. And they she never was vaporizing men. It, was, was cool it wasn't shit, vaporized. Yeah. It was like, she was like tearing Dusting them, tearing them half apart. I don't, it was weird. Oh, I wanted like to know paper, why. Like, it, like yeah, why does her neat. staff do that? And what? And we just never got never any. explained. Yeah, yeah, we uh, never got any. Of another that. Another thing that drew drove me crazy is they have all these wild, fantastical Star Wars like aliens. Sure. And then humans show up, but the humans are like, "Oh, human is what you call yourselves," and you're like, "Bro, what the hell are you?" <laughs> well, we're not going to ever explain that. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. It's bonkers. Yeah. It felt like. The end of the Loki season, except in that it made sense, where it was like, yeah. oh, the rejects from everywhere are dropped here. Oh, you right. know, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, like, everyone that's ever been trimmed from the sacred timeline is dropped here. So, you got some weird shit just happening. That made sense to me. In this one, I was like, is this that? Because <laughs> it didn't, it didn't feel like any of them were native. It felt like they were just, they had been. Bloop, 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 like dropped there. Yeah. You know how I know none of that was important because of the ending. The fact that Scott and uh, the wasp became remember Janet got, no, that's not Janet, whatever her name is. The wasp. Hope. Hope. The fact yeah. that they got back, if they would have stayed there stuck in that realm, then all those people would have been a part of their story going forward because they helped those people reestablish a society or whatever. Yeah. But no. They, they like they just fucking so leave they they and what happens to the ants that are down there do the ants just rule does it become a soul like that i want to know me, that shit this is this is how confused i was when the uh uh at the end when they look down they see the society and everyone's like yeah we did it we're free and you watch people like broccoli men 
push like, I don't know, 20 or 30 of Kang's soldiers uh, as you, they're, they're prisoners. I'm like, wait, so are they not robots? Like, why are they taking them prisoner if yeah, they're not? Are, like, who are these people? We never I, know. They're just. I thought, <laughs> and and this might just be me filling in that gap because there was a gap there. I thought that the people that were part of his army were formerly part of that group and they had been like, you know, coerced to switch over, kind of like exactly what happened with Bill Murray. But why do they all look the, they look like stormtroopers and that they're all the same? But at least in Star Wars, we had a aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper joke, right? Like right, yeah. And then you yeah. saw the helmets come off and you saw characters be like them. And so it made sense of these giant faceless Again, automatons. I, I filled it into my head it, It's not it, might not be the case well, right right but like it doesn't it, looking out things aren't his explained. army was very star wars too right yeah like that yeah. shot where it's like you see them all lined up with the ships i yep. was making jokes about protoss but then once i saw like the star wars angle and him addressing them i was like guys this is so much star wars when the hologram <laughs> popped up and he was like now we begin our ascent i was like this is star wars it's pretty star wars speaking yeah. oh boy i just remembered a scene that i the more I think about this, the more I'm like, for as much as I liked it, there's so much stuff in this that I dislike. The uh, the scene where it's very clear Kang is like killing people, vaporizing dudes. Like he's with the flashback. Mad. The rebellion Jenner? is about to lose. Oh, and then oh, Scott yeah. becomes like mega big, like Godzilla tall. And as he runs in, destroying everything, and you're like, this is pretty hype. He shouts. Your promise is your bond, Kang. How dare you break your... I'm like, bro, this is what you're upset about? This evil villain didn't keep his word? Yeah. That, and I know they tried to play it for comedy, but like, no. You can't... That's the climax of the film where he becomes the hero and starts dismantling the bad guy's forces. And he's like... That seems like another focus test Your word is your bond, thing. bro. I was like... It seems like another what? focus test thing where people are like, why is he... Like, what is he so upset about? What is he... He doesn't have like, oh yeah, we'll get him in a VO booth. We'll we'll have him fix that. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, didn't it, seem kind of weird. Did, I think that highlights something that like was really like a turnoff for me with the movie, which is there's this guy. Oh my god. Okay, so Jonathan Majors put on a master class. Everything he did was brilliant. Well, if they made amazing. a cut where it's him. I had one issue with him. And it wasn't his fault, but he was the major it was had to do with that first uh post credit scene. Oh, oh yeah, no, no. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I think we see eye to eye on this. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, Wait. That, that, that first credit, post credit scene, fuck it sucked, man. Uh, was, uh, should we get into those two really quick before we like? Just I don't, I don't want to take bronzes. Uh, she, she was, she was oh, cooking. Right, right. She was right. cooking. Yeah. I, I want to let bronze cook. <laughs> you let me cook. Oh, <laughs> so I liked, I loved like every Kang's every word like drips with venom when it's supposed to. So I was like very into what Jonathan majors was doing. Like I said, if they did a cut of the movie where it's just his scenes, I'd rewatch it. Um, but the narrative pull is like so absent for me because Ant-Man expects you to do that work on your own. If that makes sense, where it's like hope is amazing. Here's all the great things hope does. We've haven't talked about this in any other movie. We're just going to tell you that in a voiceover. Oh, and, in the beginning, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, God. there's no bond between Hope and Scott. And Zero chemistry. I'm going to be honest, Scott had way more, like, father-daughter chemistry with the first Cassie than with the new one. And when I you're agree. introduced yeah. to Cassie, I think that too, was writing, too. There's, there's, like, no emotional bond. And then on top of that, like, 
when they the way they were writing her, I was like, are are you supposed to like her? Because she just comes off as like judgy and like shitty, where she's like, they were taking homeless people out and they were gonna pepper spray the people. And so what are you what do you do with your free time, Dad? <laughs> like, I'm sorry that you're at home spending time with your family after losing five years of your life. But like, what are you doing? It came off as like super like um like oh like what do you call it? like 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 saviorism i'm not even gonna call it white saviorism i'm just gonna call it saviorism where it's like one person is like like a james cameron she went full james cameron of like <laughs> what are you doing with your time it's so easy haha just like turn the cup car into it and i was like are you supposed to like her like this and to me it was also so weird where i'm like this man spent half your childhood in prison and half your adulthood blipped and you're like sitting here talking about how you want him to go do stuff other than spend time with his family. Like your complaint is that he doesn't, he wants to spend time with his family. Cause it seemed like it's everyone's like, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. You wrote a book. Oh, cool. Why don't you go out there and do something? I'm like, <laughs> they do shit on him. Can't... Like really badly. <laughs> the that, that, that and that's so confused. Cause I was like, yeah. What's wrong with this man wanting to spend time with his family? He was in prison and then he was blipped. He has every reason to want to spend time with these people. But that's the fallacy of the beginning of the movie where it is the first 10 or so minutes are played for comedy, like hard comedy, yeah, where his daughter true. roasts him a little bit, but like he roasts his daughter a little bit and she's in prison and he's like, well, I've been in prison four times. Like that, you're like, there's it's an Ant-Man movie. The first 10 minutes or so is it's like the first two movies it's a kind of a goof played for comedy then they get sucked on through and it becomes very serious very quickly of, and they yeah, try to interject nowhere. comedy but like sometimes it lands and sometimes it doesn't and it's all over the place and then they're caught up in a war and then the movie ends with the exact same ant-man vibe of like i'm scott lang and i'm walking down the street saying hi to ever oh shit are we all about to die it doesn't matter because i'm walking down the street end and you're like what just happened? Yeah. It's a while. It, again, and, zany. And they were right. So much they were <laughs> thing is supposed to be that like, like is their relationship? And I thought at some point there would be like some discussion of like the time how she lost. has a very yeah yeah it, or or like I'm, just the I fact could not that she has a very oversimplified view of because, like well these people need help just help them forehead because like, <laughs> bronze. The fucking marketing for the movie implied that that was the whole premise, or not the whole premise, yeah. but a what big do. fucking yeah. part of the movie. And like, like Hang, it's all about lost time. And, and like, yeah, Janet, and he's going to give her time. With I feel like that was bone. cut. When the marketing for the movie camera, was about not like, yes. but because like that was like such a that was such a barb when he sees Hope for the first time and he goes, "Hi, Jelly Bean." I was like, "Oh, that's fucked up. You're fucked up, dude." Like, that was awesome. Because I was like, like, I thought that was the whole theme of the movie is like these parallels of like Janet didn't get to spend time with her kid. And now Scott hasn't been able to spend time with his. So they're going to share this pain together. And instead it was like, like I said, everything was played for a, a like a kind of joke to the point that I, I just didn't. They didn't do a good job selling the Cassie Scott relationship for me where I'm like, they should have just kept yeah. the initial actress because I just. I don't oh, I don't think it was an actress thing. Them. I, I actually think uh, well, Catherine no, no, Newton was I, great. I think, I think like, it was writing in a lot of ways. Like, 
I well, yeah, that sounds to right. a certain extent, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like when they recast. Um, oh, I can't think of her name from the the Mummy Three. Like, it's not even there's some Rachel spots Weiss? where it's like Rachel Weiss. Yeah, can't believe I it, it's that. one of those things. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it doesn't matter how good the incoming actress is. That's not who we've seen for two it's movies. Different. Sure, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like. Like if we if it was the OG Cassie and then his entire thing was like, I'm willing to die and be locked in the quantum realm for Cassie. It's easier for us to form that bond when we've seen that actress for two movies, when it's like we just met her like 30 minutes ago. It's hard to have that same connection as an audience to a character that was like just introduced. I agree. Versus a character. So like that recasting was like weird. I'm like, just have her be a little younger, you know? Yeah. And I think that would have sold that that more than introducing someone completely brand new and expecting us to form that same attachment, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It would be like if in the last of a show, if they just recast Ellie in the right now. In season like it would two be, or something. It just yeah. wouldn't it just wouldn't work. I like, mean it's happened we before be in like, shows. Yeah, it's and it always kind of falls exactly how you're saying. Where it's yeah, it seldom goes over well. Recast seldom go over well i think the only reason roadie worked is it was early it was fucking early on so well, it, it, yeah i'm trying to guess trying to think like why that did work i think he just had more screen presence like i think it i think it speaks to the fact that the writing and the relationship for the moment that occurs between the two of them in endgame was so impactful that we think about it in a lot more emphasis than we do like Rhodey in, in a, or in Iron Man one, <laughs> at least for me, right? Like he just wasn't an impactful thing. He didn't have very like much of a large role. Whereas with, uh, you know, the actress that played Cassie in, in Endgame, like it was a pretty emotional role, right? Like it, it kind of frames the uh, yeah. movie in a lot she's of ways. She's not in it a lot. No, she's in it for maybe five minutes, but it's still super impactful. Um, it, it, it gives yeah. you like, uh, a reference point to like the reality, uh, of someone that got blipped and someone that had to like, you know, lose someone in that regard. Um, so I think that might be as well, uh, why it, it, it was a bigger shock to see, or to have a new Cassie in this film for, for some people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, I th- like joke wise edit scenes though. Cause you brought that okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. let's do that. that yeah. uh, the, I think we're on the same page on this. Do you want me? You want to look? I, I don't even have to say anything. This is Can what I think about? about the second or the first post. I think it's this. I think Can it looks like inside of like dog hat? shit. Is Ramatet's hat crazy or am I like it, it, it looked so weird. weird on his head? This like, is the way here's the inherent problem. Thinking. I don't know what was going, and I understand what Ramatet's design looks like. Before anyone was like, "Does it?" It looks <laughs> like the way it moves. I I'm not a CG expert, yeah. so I can't tell you why it looks weird. But that shit looked uncanny. Va- it looked weird. It did it, look strange. I, I I will say yeah. the problem with that that first extra cut scene is the problem that anytime someone has to act with themselves, it's awkward. They must. Yeah, it's awkward and they must come up with a million different ways to it's like when a dm in D does all the voices for like four characters in a scene 
to like, you know, like, but then suddenly those four characters have to talk to each other and it's like always awkward. Yeah. And it's the same thing here where it, the worst part is it goes from awkward to very, very awkward. So it's like, uh, you have the three characters. So you have the three main Kangs, right? There's like a future dude Kang and Ramatut Kang. And then like, uh, I don't know, like big trouble, little China Kang. And they're both, they're, they're like, all three are sitting there and they're like, we must defeat the timeline. And the guy's like, yes, we have to. Because they have to like be so different. They have to be their own entity. Yeah. But right. I think but that they should have gotten like pointers on that for Moon Knight because Oscar Isaac said that that was his brother. his brother. Yeah. 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 But that was smart. They should have like in Moon Knight, you do not have this problem. You never feel right. like Oscar Isaac is acting to himself because he wasn't. They cast his brother. His brother studied him very carefully, studied the accent carefully. So in none of those scenes is Oscar Isaac acting alone. I think so. I- the scene where he acts with himself is the best scene in Moon Knight, where he's on the street. Yeah, and I think that's they should the have best done scene. The same for Jonathan Majors. I think they should have had a stand-in for him to act around th- and potentially do voiceovers with, uh, you know, like have somebody and, and overlay the voice. Pedro in, in my but, chat says it was the voices. I think the voices is why it came across so shitty. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the voices were. It's one of those things where because it's the same person and it's three of them, they made three very distinct voices. But they're both the same person, so it's like ridiculous to hear. Again, it's the DM thing. It's one person having a conversation with themselves and being like, mm. and the other guy's like, "We must defeat them." And the other guy's like, oh, "Yes, the timelines." And then the worst part is weirder. they cut to, yeah, they cut to the arena, and it's all the Kangs. And then you realize that one person can only act so many different ways. Yes. So all the Kangs, their reactions. Half of them don't make sense. If you watch the scene, there's a guy just screaming. He's there's literally a guy going, yeah, yeah. And you're like, why would he be doing that? There's one guy (laughs) he ports in and then kneels immediately. And there's one guy where he's like getting ready to box. Literally. They just had him do. It is straight up. It's the poster for uh, guardians that that we just saw where they were like pose. Yeah. I like that one. I like the one that was like super hype in the middle of the arena. That was like, oh, 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 oh. I was like, right, oh, but that's like, like when the they go to the whole audience, there's so go. many kings. Yeah, that it was and it's weird, him being man. all of them. And after a while, like even me, and I'm yeah. no actor, but I've done before in the past things where I had to like be multiples myself. And after three, I'm like, I don't even know what, like, what the fuck, what do I do that looks different? Yeah. And so it's very obvious at a certain point, they were just like, okay, now do another thing. And he was like, and they just threw him in the background. And you're like, yeah. bro, yeah. this is some so this, weird looking. It is fucking weird, man. Some I don't like it. Direction. Some of it is also just like, why show that scene? Like it, it felt very council of Rick's. Rick and yes. Morty. Yeah. Or is that oh, really, 100%. Like, talking about that. Well, and Kang mentions them too. Because doesn't Kang say about, like, like the main Yeah, that they're all against him. Yeah. He and says I was the, like, oh shit, we're not doing the Rick and Morty fucking timeline, are we? You know, you know like, that or, this, this movie <coughs> was written by a guy who made many, many Rick and Mortys, right? <laughs> like, like I'm between 20 and 40 episodes. I don't know the exact number, but he wrote a lot of i didn't yeah, know that you know that right i mean the king council is, is, is from like the yeah. 70s and 80s so it's not a it's it's not like he ripped it off from from rick and morty no but, no but this scene what bronze is talking about the no, vibe the scene is from it. rick and morty like oh, it is it's very similar sure. this, it, 
they have this place called the Citadel, and there's a bunch of weird Ricks there with stupid hair, and they always yeah. talk about the cursed Rick and how they're going to kill him. And that's what that scene looked like, except without animation, it looks bad. Yeah. What's even crazier? And there are some because pretty three... stupid Ricks in the Citadel, and that's what it looks like. Where it's like, there's a zany one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because of the the Same premise, three main sure. dudes we see are like the Egypt guy and like the future guy and the dude who again straight up is the villain from Big Trouble in Little China. Like really those three dudes see. because they're so different. When it then goes to the audience. And 90% of them look like normal ass Kang we just saw. Just in the same That outfit, makes it yeah. even more ridiculous. Yeah. You're like, wait, so like you got three dudes that are like out of time and space, and then like everyone else is just a direct copy, except one is like, well, I'm the boxer one. And, and one is like, I'm the guy who kneels. And you're like, what is ha-? I did not the, like that scene at all. For me, is everything you guys just said in summation that this is the new big bad in Marvel. Like that scene was the representation of the next X movies through the next X amount of phases. I perhaps, and I think you're probably right that we'll see more of those Kangs throughout the thing. Absolutely. We did talk about this. Like, when are we going to see, you know, Rama Tut and that? Like, we'll see that stuff. But again, I think we saw, um, like, my theory, and I think I saw a lot of people probably agree with me on this. I was like trolling Reddit and I was like, okay. At the end, when Kang gets sucked into the uh, into his own machine, yeah. and it's like, oh, we killed him. I think because inside that machine is the like possibility engine, basically, where that where where if Scott could live through it, Scott went in there and he lived through it. That Kang, the most dangerous per Kang the Conqueror, the most dangerous person in the universe, the dude who all the other Kangs hate, if he can go in there and he can come out the other end like Scott. And he'll be even more dangerous. Maybe, yeah. And so th- that's going to be the final villain. He's going to break out of there and be like, I just learned to be a better me. Like, I had to fight infinity other me's to get out. Like, I'm prepared. And then he's going to go kill all the other Kangs. Mm-hmm. And then by the, t- the the Kang Dynasty, that movie, is when he returns and he kills all the other Kangs because it's the dynasty and he destroys them all. And then the last movie is the... is. <laughs> This is the image, it by is, the way, from the comics. It's like this. It except is kind of like this. Instead of everyone honest. just being like, Kings, there's literally one dude who's like, and then there's one guy who's like, oh, oh, oh. and then there's one guy who's like, jewel, jewel, jewel. and it's just him making it would have been like crazy. To me, it, it would have been more of a scarier moment if they were reverential of each other and not just fucking crazy. <laughs> it was, it, did, it didn't make sense why they were acting like it made, maybe they were happy that King was dead and that, or was, that the it was preparing for like the multiversal war or like, I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I, it was lost on me. It doesn't make sense. Why the fuck they were going crazy because they didn't say anything. They just like came out to speak, but yeah. And it negates he who remains from Loki, who was like, we all fought each other. We all fought each other and I had, I won and now I'm here and I've been maintaining the timeline and there's other worse ones than me. And now they're all like, we're all friends and we make weird noises together. We don't know when that takes place in a timeline. We do because they're like, Kang's gone, bro. Well, no, because isn't he who remains, isn't that the end of the timeline? Oh boy. You're, you know what? If it, I'm going to let you know right now, if Marvel had the Boston balls 
to where make the a end of time it? travel <laughs> messed up thing where at the end Kang is like, I have won. And then it's like, go watch season one of Loki. He didn't win shit. And it's a permanent time loop. That would be the ballsiest, craziest shit ever cool. made ever. That would be crazy, but I don't think they'd do it. But they would also, never do this, that. They would this, never do that. This frame proves that, like, I, and even I said that with the Council of Ricks, things that work in animation do not work. They don't work. Oh, it was 100% a live action issue. You're without a doubt correct in that. Because yeah. this right. looks fine. Yeah, but in and, the movie and Council of Ricks is fine. It's a funny scene. It, I've seen that yeah, episode. Council of Ricks looks great. Yeah, yeah, but this is not great. And it's like, because the movie is not great. it's because it comes down to the CG was bad in this film. There are things in that like very few things look good in this film from a CG point of view. I had so many issues. Yeah, with it. and. Modok like, is a fucking we joke. Talk about Modok, bro. Modok is a fucking <laughs> joke. He is bad. He Modoc showed up on screen um, and people laughed not because of his scenes being funny, but because he looks fucking stupid. <laughs> and yeah. everyone on the internet, we see Modok's butt in this film. Thank we you. see his fucking butt in it. Uh, Remember when I was talking about last week? What does Modok's uh, body look like? We know. We know. We got we an answer. Exactly. Yeah. It's guys, it's bad. His face looked so stupid. Every time he took his face mask off, I it got looks mad. like this. It looks but like D-Rez. that. And then the worst part was like, God, that was probably my most hated scene from the film. I is, loved, I loved she, that they made Modoc the dude from the first movie. I love that. It, I like the continuity there. Yeah. But he just didn't look good. <laughs> he just didn't look he good. He just, uh, yeah. He didn't Ron's look good and he didn't have thought. a point. He didn't have a point outside of like his first bit. So then Cassie beats him and her big thing is stop being a dick. Don't be a dick. That resonates and with he's him. He's like, I'm not going to be a dick. And I was like, this is, you got somebody got paid to write this? Are y'all, is it, a, didn't an intern write that? Like, it was just so weird where I was like, why can't he just be a bad guy? Why can't he just be like, no, fuck you. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I really wonder what the pitch was to include MODOK in the film. Because Again, if it was anything as a other, throwback. well, I feel like it's continuity. I, I don't, to me, it just feels like a, Hey, let's give the internet a win he because MODOK is hot right now. People love MODOK. Like he's, Modok is not hot. No, no, no. Modok <laughs> is like a Modoc meme. Hot. Like he's a meme on the fucking internet. So let's give the, let's give the Marvel fans a fucking weird character within the Marvel universe because like we're doing weird in this film. Let's put him in there, and then let's give some continuity by making him Darren Cross because like we saw what happened to him in the first film, and so that makes sense. But then we're gonna give him like. A personality and go against with what canonically Modoc kind of is, which is literally just a fucking machine made for killing. And and here's the thing: in most of animated Marvel and most of like uh, Marvel and Modoc, still everyone goofs on Modoc. Like Modoc is a goof. Like it's a thing, yeah. and I get it. Sure. But I tremendously dislike. But he doesn't get redeemed. I think I mentioned this last week. Avengers, I was like, I bet, <laughs> dude. I just like the fact that they tried to save him. Like that bit, I didn't like his whole. I know what they tried to do the whole play of like, look at me, I, me- I became an Avenger at the end. And everyone was like, yeah, sure. I get what they were trying to do. They were going for comedy, but like, bro, 
while you're having that conversation, like the battle is still going on. There is still like it, it the is world weird, is. Man. I I laughed because of how awkward it was. Like that's why I was laughing. It's so awkward. It it was weird. And I feel like now we've had two movies, and I get so frustrated by this because at one point, the one thing you could rely on in a Marvel movie was like, oh, you're gonna get some really cool action bits, if nothing else, especially Winter Soldier. But you would always have like some really good, like that. I just sorry, I was just thinking of that scene from Winter Soldier where he like drops Drops the knife knife, and grabs it. Yeah, yeah. So like. I, I'm like, oh yeah, you always get some delicious, yummy, yummy, cool like action stuff, and these are fun. These are supposed to be fun AAA like action movies, you know, blockbuster movies. And they've done it twice now, where it's like the villain gets defeated by a bunch of kids, the villain gets defeated by a bunch of ants, the villain, and, and I'm like, when are you gonna have like like a hand to hand? You get some of that at the end, and here's the thing. That's where Kang truly shines. You could tell this man has been training. Oh, because yeah. Because those hits were hitting. You only get like 10 seconds of it. But like I every time he great. hit Scott Lang, I flinched where I was like, oh, and when he brings down his leg and those freaking haymakers he was throwing, I'm like, oh, oh. And then you see his face at the end. I'm like, yeah, that fucking looked like it hurt. Like, you're just, it, like That whole scene, he's just like, that whole scene. You know, Felt like they didn't know how to deal with the power disparity between Kang and Ant Man. Yes, yes. And so the only way to make them like be on the same level is that at their core, they're both just two dudes with technology. And in that moment, they don't have technology. Technology was destroyed at that point. They don't have their technology at that point. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, there's no fucking way in hell that he could actually like take on Kang. Kang would just be like, nope, exactly what he was in the fucking prison scene where he just slams up against the wall and he like, I don't, I still don't know what he was doing to their hands. It's like he was shrinking their bodies, but I think there was like breaking I their body. I don't, I don't know what that was, but I don't know, you know what, what he was when doing. When he lifted up Cassie, when he lifted up Cassie, that was literally stranger things. Yeah. Oh so he yeah. He started yeah, like yeah. twisting his hand and her arms go like, Beep! I was like, bro, I just watched this on an entirely different show. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. sure. That's, that stuff was so weird because to me it's like there I'm okay with him I'm okay I'm okay with like acknowledging that like oh he can't beat Kang but there has to be a more creative way to like deal with that than just like we're gonna have he can't beat Kang but a bunch of ants can you know it's like okay that's a little that's the, a bit the funny strange, but okay the weird part about the ants is like that's Maybe one of the few things in the film I had zero issues with and I thought was cool. I thought that the ants were cool. Even yeah, even the fact that it made sense. Yeah. It, even the fact I, that they I were like the thing to ants. defeat the big bad. I was like, cool. Great. Thing, yeah, because I, the entire movie, he mocks him as Ant-Man. And he says, like, you know, you play with ants, bro. You're the shittiest Avenger. Like, <laughs> all that makes sense. The thing that didn't make sense is the ants attack him, carry him away. And then, he and then where did again. they so my go? My question is: Did the ants yeah, give up? Were yeah. they like, we can't break like, this force field, guys? Did he kill the robot <laughs> ants? That's my question that's too. Is like what, like what? It, it, because they're clearly used as like a plot device, and and for that yeah. same reason, it's like the sacrifice that these people made fighting him was useless because they the ants come in and do that. Job. That's why I said you could have cut the quantum dwellers out of the plot completely. Like, I loved the idea of the ants. I love that he's, like, making a mockery of them. And you actually see why Hank Pym is distinct from Scott Lang and why he's cool in his own regard. 
I actually thought for half a second when they when I was like, oh, clearly the trap down here is such a good ending. I was like, are we going to get an old Ant-Man now where it's like, oh, Hank Pym is now. Dude, he was. That would be amazing. He was fucking awesome. That would have been so cool. And have an older wasp. Like what a what a win for people in an industry rife with ageism to have an old Ant-Man and an old wasp. Like that would be so cool. No, they didn't go that way. But then, like, I just want to just. I want to circle back on that. Really important. (laughs) This is really important. I was right. His armor did get blown off, and you get to see his whole. uh, Oh yeah, I I was right. Yeah, I said that that was going to happen. I said, "Oh, what if he's like, oh no, my armor? I lost my my armor, armor. (laughs) and and I'm going to beat on you with my naked arm." And it happened. (laughs) It happened. Sure. Yeah, I uh, did, I want to circle yeah. back. You, you mentioned uh, Hank and, and Janet. The two of them had more chemistry in the few scenes that they had than yes. Ant-Man and the Wasp by like a yep. million things. Like yes. the scene where the 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 thing where you're uh, where they first get into the the jet plane, whatever the fucking Bill Murray. Where, they, where they talk about like. Well, she's Banging like, other dudes. He's like, sorry years. about that. And he goes, yeah, no problem. I, I had, you know, I did it too with a couple people. And it's just like that's funny, like that. But they that end works. that scene like that scene it's is so chemistry. well done as like an adult. Like, look, we we were separated Things for thirty happened, years. Yeah. I had needs. He's like, look, me too. But and and she's like, well, why did they last? He's like, it was always you, baby, or whatever. I was like, that's that is great. a good ass line. Hank <laughs> Kim is a baller. <laughs> I was like, that man gets it. I love and that, that man. I absolutely, was like these two are amazing. Yeah, and yeah, Cassie's like, eh. or no, it wasn't Cassie. It was, uh, it was Wasp, just kind of like weirdly interjecting, like, "Ew, I don't want to hear this." <laughs> like, I, yeah, but that was, yeah, like, that that was, was a great too. scene. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. that was great too. I they thought that was probably my both, one of my favorite parts. Also, like, she established herself as a huge badass in that she sees what's going to happen to Kang, and she's like, "Fuck you!" And this is going to fuck me too, but also fuck you. I was like, yo, Janet they Van gave her Dine a ton to do that yeah. bitch, man. And even when you remember why she's trapped in the quantum realm, it reminds you that she's a big picture gal where it's like, oh, no, my belt's broken. Fuck it. Then I'm going to do it. She sacrifices herself without thinking about it for even half a second. And that's why she's in the quantum realm to begin with. And I love that they like reestablish that. I wish she didn't spend half of this movie being like, I'll tell you later because that is the trope I hate the most. Stupid. They do that in Star Wars hate sometimes. Where I'm sucks. like, tell him now, tell him now, sit him it's down bad now. In all media. Be like, there is a guy here. I betrayed this man. I fucked him over, and he's gonna eviscerate us. You know, like say that. Just it's gonna take you thirty seconds to say it. Say it while you're walking. And such. We like, have to spend the first half of the movie not explaining it, Bronze. I can't only, tell you. Only <laughs> when they get in the ship can we truly have a moment. Where she can then explain the whole backstory that really could have started the movie. If they would have started well, the it movie. It felt like they didn't want to name Kang, but I'm like, yo, they never said the, poster, the word baby. Kang. They'd be like, oh, they Conqueror, yeah, they, like it, that type it, of it stuff. 100%, yeah. It 100% felt like they're like, we're not going to reveal the villain of the movie. And I was like, then why'd you put him on the poster? Well, it's, Y'all it's, put him on the poster. Not we to knew bring what up, we were going to go see. Yeah, not, not to bring up another uh, piece of media that you can't bring up these days, but it's the whole like he who shan't be named type deal, right? Like they, they didn't yeah. want to say his name. Uh, which I it kind of worked I, for me. Like, and it, I get why she's afraid of him. It makes sense because he's a bad guy. But if I like the problem with her as a character is I understand everything about her except for this one motivation: the idea that she would hi- hide 
the greatest threat to mankind from the only people that could possibly go back right into because that she realm? saw that right she saw what he did you're 100 right yeah, she why the so, fuck so wouldn't it makes she no sense she wouldn't tell that. everyone yeah. like yeah. oh my god now that we dealt with that world threat problem let me tell you about this other thing that could be a problem in the future so you um, know you I, and the avengers can work this out she was like i don't want to talk it's too scary like bro, i think I think that scene where she gets to see Kang like destroying timelines and and whatnot, I think is a random nitpick. But in that scene, if he was just straight up like killing a Thor or murdering some dude in Iron Man's like, you know, do kind of like what they did in multiverse where he's just murdering countless Avengers. I think that Mm -hmm. would have added a lot of credence to like, oh shit, this guy's a fucking badass. Instead of just kind of referencing it. Like, are you the one with the hammer type deal? Like, uh, it kind of yeah. it would have been a little bit more impactful it and that does it opens up a lot of questions about the timelines and the past avengers and all, like it yeah i don't uh, mm, again this is the inherent problem with quantum mania and multiverse of madness and even in the comics or in anything when multiple timelines show up it gets weird yeah it gets weird it gets off the rails it, it gets, gets a little strange confusing. and no one knows how and to do he, it well yet yeah he even actually mentions it he says like she asks him a question he says he says like oh yeah i guess that because he experiences time differently he he mentions it in a line a lot, i'm trying to lot, remember yeah. what the line is but he basically lays out that like some of the stuff she's seeing like he doesn't experience time the way that she does which i think is he awesome. says once you let it out of the box like it's and that to me was like the perfect callback to the comics because it sets up that like you might feel that this is the past but really what's happening like in timeless um is it's for kang that is the present and any everywhere he goes is the present for him for him yeah because and and he usually has a plan too of like oh yeah I, I'm going to go to this time and kidnap this writer before he writes this mean article about me. And and to him, that's not the past. That's just the plan. And mm-hmm. I love that they kind of tried to at least start to explain that so that they don't confuse the audience too much. But time travel is absolutely crazy. There's only one show I've seen that did it well where they handled all of the uh, paradoxes, in my opinion, well. And it was the 12 Monkeys show. Not the movie, oh, yeah. the show. Where oh, I was, was like, pretty good. By sure. the end, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I was like, oh, this is a time travel movie that actually explained all the... the oh, other... oh, but I haven't seen it very Have often. Have you seen Fringe? Fringe no, does... I haven't seen Fringe. Fringe does multiverse stuff in a decent way. They handle like a decent okay. way. Also, Dark, the Netflix show. If you have not seen Dark, highly recommend Dark. Uh, but it also does it pretty well in like multiverse stuff. Speaking of multiverse, second post credit scene. Yeah, that that was that was maybe the best part of the film. The second <laughs> post credit screen. I gasped because I did not actually realize how much I missed those two. Like I, <laughs> now hold like on, Owen I need Wilson, to ask. I have to Hilson. ask. Like I gasped. I went. Oh! Like, did I Owen Wilson? So- did Owen Wilson just only say "Wow"? And that, or am I making that up? What What did Owen no, Wilson no, actually say? No. Said, they had a conversation about this. Is the guy that you're so scared yeah. of? Like, because he, he looks like a fucking nerd. Okay. Jonathan yeah. Majors looks like a fucking nerd, and Owen Wilson is like, 
this is for some reason i like i saw that film and i and i like i kind of paused for a second did owen wilson only say wow but that's just me knowing owen wilson (laughs) i love i love that scene because it's a great sort of in-between point from loki season one and season two but also it like establishes those two characters those two actors their chemistry is they're really good like i could watch them do it they were on screen 30 seconds I was like, God, I miss these guys. And then Jonathan Majors again, great actor, different, different kind of Kang, which again, I was a little like, cool. I kind of hoped that that Kang, when he, before, before he talked, because once he talked, I was like, oh, this isn't our Kang, but I kind of hoped that that, that was the Kang him. that got sucked in thing at the end. And he got sucked into like the early 1900s, late 1800s. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of fun. And he's trying to build a machine to get back. And then like, but no way they do that. So this is just another Kang variant, but like. All that shit was cool. I'm really excited for Loki season two. I know that now, no matter what happens, those two are friends, at least in that reality. So that's kind of fun too. And it's a flip now where Loki's character knows everything and uh, Owen Wilson's character uh, yeah. knows, like, doesn't get it yet. Yeah. So they flip season one. Like, that's cool. I love that. I'm so, very much looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing. We had two post credit scenes. One, I was like, this is ridiculously stupid. And one, I was like, that's the coolest shit. I'm so hype. And, the, and that's the, the, yeah. the first movie. one sucks, dude, because this whole film, the entire marketing for this film was, all right, guys, here we go. We're setting up the new Thanos. This is going to be the fucking next big bad. You know, you're, it, this is it right here. It's He's going to be in almost every major film for the, every show for the next couple of years. And then. It's all leading to something big. There's going to be a huge fucking, you know, Avenger level threat. They're going to have to get. And then we, and then he gets sucked into a thing and he's gone. And it like, it, it. it just Why doesn't not? go anywhere. Like it just kind of sucks. Why not introduce Ramata and Moon Knight? I wanted that. I asked for that. They, Why they, introduce they still all might, three yeah. of them? Why introduce all the three of them at the same time? I wish they had introduced them all in different shows. And then the end credit, you just see them sitting together you can't even hear them so you can't even decide if their voices are bad or not you just see them like together if they had like taken the time to like actually introduce yeah. they still them could do time. that they still could be like uh rama touch shows up I in moon Knight like, season two or they could have like I mean, a like so, a shang chi like two ha- two has what's his face in it yeah but i feel like if you don't know who rama tut is like is that scene stupid if you don't know Oh, if you don't know these characters, that's an incredibly stupid scene. That's I was in the theater weird. with people that were like, what? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like, it's stupid as hell. character is like, if you don't have context, you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it, it's goofy. It made me it made me really think a lot about all the different post credit scenes that uh, involved Thanos and how they did so much with so little. Like, yeah. Thanos just... And, it's totally different, right? You can only do that once. You can only do that type of like teasing once. So I get it, but man, I just I felt like we were on like step ten when we just got step one, and we never saw any of the like slow steps to building up who the fuck Kang is going to be in the future. Literally every scene we had with uh, Thanos, you're right. It was like a build up, build up until finally there's just one moment where he goes. Fine, I'll do it myself. And that was like, oh, let's mm. go. That was, yeah. He said nothing mm. else in that scene. He literally just said, fine, I'll do it myself. And I was like, that's that's totally missing from this. They they took it to like the nth degree. 
And it's that constant need to escalate. It was an escalation. Like, well, there's 80 of them now. I like, like oh, it, and it, it all, it, it makes me think a lot about also and Loki when they just like have all the infinity stones in the drawer and you're like, Oh, Thanos is a bitch, right? Why didn't they yeah. just have Kang fucking killing a Than like Thanos like 20 different times or something, <laughs> literally show the difference in power or something between the, I well, feel like there's so many different he, ways. I don't know. This, this movie had a lot of the like show, uh, tell not show problem. It Again, did a lot. Yeah. They yeah. said he killed a bunch of Avengers multiple times. They said it, but we have no evidence of this. We have no knowledge of this. Yeah. And the one Avenger he did fight, the one he mocked, beat the shit out of him. Even though he lost the fight, he still won the battle. It, it, I, What's really yeah. interesting Oof. is like, I have been reading this comic called Sins of Sinister, and it's about Mr. Sinister. Oh, yeah. That's new. And yeah. they, yeah, they handled this really well, where they're just like, uh, I messed up a few times and there was some trial and error because he has Moira McTaggart where he can basically reset the universe when he messes up, which is a hilarious twist on Kang. But they have him like, in, in one reality, he's blasting Thanos through the brain and another one, he's like, yeah. but it's just a frame. It's just like really like, like, yeah, it, it took me some time to get it dialed in, guys. Yeah. But eventually, <laughs> I infiltrated no, it, the Quiet Council, and I feel like I'm like, oh, that's so cool because it, you know, it's it's it just implies like, oh shit, like Mister Sinister has pulled off some pretty bad things. Yeah, a Kang story would be better if it was done like Day After Tomorrow, whatever that movie is with Tom Cruise, where it's like he gamifies the system, where he like. Or what well, that's, edge of what edge of tomorrow? Edge, edge of that tomorrow. Movie is. Yeah, I edge of tomorrow. That's what I was expecting was going to happen with the ants. Is he was going to be like overtaken, and then a portal was going to pop up, and he was going to walk through it, and somehow like know something or or you know experienced it. Like the already. idea, yeah. Edge of tomorrow is yeah. great because it's like he fails, he comes back, he fails, he, and it's the idea of like, okay, I'm learning, and I feel like that's what a Kang should be doing, where he's like, yeah, no, I lose. Like if they would have established that. Early on, they said when he talks about like loss and stuff, he's like, "Oh, they took something from me. You'll never understand loss." And if his, him as a character was like, Thanos is all about winning. Kang loses all the time, and that's what makes him so powerful. He's like the Edison of lo like he's lost ninety nine times, but he just needs that one hundredth time to yeah. get it right, you know. And so like that that vibe of like, bro, I know all about loss. You think you can beat me? I've lost to you like 20 times, but this is my, like that kind of shit would be cool. fascinating for a villain. Cause like you can't beat a guy who has accepted loss as part of the job. Like that would be amazing. Well, and, and it also gets kind of into like the downside of time travel, right? Like one thing I've always enjoyed about Kang comics is it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, which that's, that's where it gets into very complicated to write, but very good if you can pull it off. But he mm -hmm. does shit to himself because he has to go through that in order to become him. Right. But then he hates himself for it. And so there's like a version of him that kill like he that puts him in the Stone Age basically and then kills the only friends he ever has. But then the version that you're reading the comic book POV from waits for mm. him to come back and kills him. And the one that's dying is like, yes, this is what I always wanted. And you're like, what is going on? Yeah. There is, But it's because he's like, 
you have to be the conqueror. I'm king. I'm going to teach you. <laughs> and so he does shit to himself. That's there is a fantastic trope. And I, I, I can't remember what the trope is called, but it's when like the, the, the character purposefully uh, has like multiple versions of themselves. And their whole premise is like, we mm -hmm. sacrifice a couple with terrible ways. So we learn from it. Yeah. And so the last one is left alive is like, that's the one who's going to get everything right because he's been through literally every single possibility he's trained for this moment. He, and it's, it's an anime trope, but it's like the hero at the end was like, I've seen every possible future. Like you, you think you're going to defeat me now? Like, and he let like me, has all the speed and abilities because he's amazing now. Let me get, let me ask you guys this. Do you think given that the general consensus, I think of the film outside of liking it or not liking it is that Jonathan majors is King was incredible. Yes. Do you, think oh, they, do you think they give him his own film to explain more about that's gonna him? Be King dynasty, dude, that's going to be the, 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 you think that's like how an Avengers, but I'm uh, saying like Infinity not a War, team up or anything about Thanos. You, you don't think they give him his own film outright before any of that? They, I, they I would should, wager, but I, that makes me think they won't. Yeah. I would wager that if they're smart, the Fantastic Four movie will be a movie that like is all about transcending time and universes and crazy shit. And we will see that Kang is the descendant of like a major player in the Marvel universe, which will like blow everyone's minds who don't know. And then you'll be like, Oh shit. Mm. And then that will make sense. And will explain going into the, the two Kang movies, what's going on. If they... that's the best way I can think they do that. Yeah, I mean, if so they, it's a Kang movie as well. If they do that though, and they introduce that character in the same film, I don't think it has that like oh shit drop, right? <laughs> where where else? Like, go look at the lineup. Where else do no, they introduce I, Kang again? I 100 agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think like, Kang except for will Loki be in, season two, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, I think it, he's going to be in the Marvels. I'm trying. Yeah, we don't, don't really know the threat, be. right? Like we have no idea. I don't idea think what the he should is. be, but I think he's going to be in the Marvels because you have three powerful heroes there, so you have to have like some kind of viable threat for them. I'm assuming. Well, I don't. Has that even like leaked out at like what that movie no. is about? Apart from what we know no. from Miss Marvel's post credit, where they like swap places. Like, oh, it, so, it says, uh, following the events of Ms. Marvel, they begin swapping places with, with, with each other every time they use their powers and must team up to figure out why. That's the premise of that movie. And it's going to be multiverse stuff mm. for sure. But, like, if you look at what's going on, Secret Invasion is next. That's not going to be Kang. Guardians, not shit. Kang. Echo, no. not Kang. Loki Season 2, no. possibly Kang. Marvel's, Kang. potential Kang. Ironheart, not Maybe. Kang. Agatha, not Kang. Well, X-Men 97 is animated. Captain America, New World Order, not Kang. Daredevil, not Kang. Thunderbolts, not Kang. Deadpool, not Kang. Spider-Man Freshman Year, not Kang. No. Deadpool's dealing with Kang multiverse. Joke. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. maybe. We'll see. I don't think it's and anything then, important of Kang, for sure. And then it's Avengers, Fantastic Four, and then the, the Avengers Secret War. And then, and then after that, that well, ends and there's then it's a like, bunch okay, of projects. Do... Yeah, there's a bunch of projects they haven't said what they are yet, too. Yeah, like Shang-Chi's gonna fit in there somewhere, Shang-Chi 2, maybe. 
and then Armor Wars and Blade, but they aren't even on like they're not on the they're not on the docket yet. And then after that, like everything else is past Avengers. Hear me out. So Kang's gone. Yeah. What if this isn't going to happen? But it would be cool if they did it. I, I just want to clarify: this isn't a prediction. What if Ironheart was about Iron Lad's establishment, so we would have a new Iron Man, Iron Man by the time that Kang comes comes out, and Nathaniel Richards as like facing off against Kang? We can't call because we don't this have is another, Iron this is another, Man right now. This is another bronze moment. We, We're gonna sit here and be like, no, "Good idea, like, no. never happening." Cool to for Ironheart, and and then like Ironheart, like, you know, the Iron Lad setup. Ironheart is about uh, like magic. That's stupid. It should be about Iron Lad. Like, because uh, think about it. We don't. We don't have a suit that looks like that. You know, that looks like the old Iron Man suit, unless it was Iron Lad. And then Kang would naturally come after Iron Lad because that's his whole thing. Is like, if you, you know, if you, if you know you're going to be a bad person, you do everything to stop yourself. But then Kang comes after him, so it would be a reason for those characters to be in that movie. You know, uh, Iron Heart is about her fighting Mephisto and shit like that i'm not making that up <laughs> that's it's got the it's got the hood in it uh the hood uh gets his powers from uh magic things it, dormammu and mephisto and oh, I, uh, oh damn i don't like this yeah it's that's yeah <sighs> But it, it definitely makes you wonder, like, if Kang's the big bad, and now they're going to, exactly what Jesse said, there's maybe four properties where he's in it. Uh. Uh, unless you start, unless they do the thing where, like, something happens in these films and no one can explain who or what did that, and then the post credit scene is like, you see, like, a fucking Kang arm come through a portal or some shit. <laughs> like, he starts manipulating Honestly, timelines. I don't know. I'm now totally this convinced. Is an interesting. Yes, continue, Jesse. Oh, we're not seeing Doom. We're not seeing Doom this entire no. next two phases. I'm, I am now I'm convinced of that as well, it. because how the hell? This is such a weird time to introduce Mephisto unless it's going to be in House of Harkness. Like, it's such a weird timing to be, introduce yeah. Mephisto. I I think I think everything right now is probably behind the scenes getting retooled because of the fact that they said they're going to slow the fuck down. I think they like I'll did so much shit in phase 4 that they're like, guys, we got to slow the fuck down. They need they- if Doom and Kang do not fight at some point. The What's MCU the point? Is Why are we doing ass, this, bro? Like, Why are we the doing MCU this? MCU is ass. It's shit. <laughs> They need Why are to we doing fight. this? At some point, they need to go to one of these people and be like, you're a dickhead, but we didn't kill you in eight movies, so you could help us with this other dickhead. And that's, you know, and then Doom and The Kang thing is, fight. is you have to have the lead into that, right? You can't do that in one movie. You have, that's a multi-movie no. lead up, and I don't but know they, where they that make starts. make a lot of movies. I don't know where that starts, though, and yeah, what's already but, on the slate. But here's the problem. If you would have said to me, uh 10 years ago jesse how are they gonna do infinity war i would have said oh well the first thing they have to do is introduce adam warlock that shit di- was it's not true on the they can kind of do whatever they want yeah we're, we're, we're so, purely coming from a canonical point of view yeah where, like yeah. you know adam warlock is huge in, in the infinity saga and he was not present mm-hmm. at all so yeah. 
I mean, look, yeah, Doom should be there, but I have a feeling because you can't do you can't do Secret Wars without Doom. Like I just you can't do it, but they're gonna find a way. Yeah. I'm telling you, Doom's not Maybe. showing up. He's just not gonna be there. So there was, I know it's heartbreaking. Uh, I know, but seeing what they're doing and seeing what we got and seeing that they're gonna slow it all down, which I'm here for. I hope they take the time to like nail it instead of pumping shit out. But also, it means we're not gonna get characters that should be there. But we eventually do. We now have Adam Warlock showing up, and he's gonna be a big part moving forward. So I might have to accept the fact that Doom is the phase seven and beyond big bad. But they're yeah. using up a really great Doom story for a Kang story, which is kind of like heartbreaking, but okay. No. Unless he shows up in Armor Wars or Thunderbolts or whatever, in which case, all right, but I don't know, man. I mean, he could be no. trying to secure like the uh, Edamantium for, uh, I'm blanking on his, con- La- La- Latvia? Latvia? No. What Latveria? is uh, Yeah, I forget what <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. It's fake. Oh, it is fake. Yeah. Isn't it? I, yeah. Yeah. It's made up, but yeah. it would make sense why he's going after that because he sees like how powerful Wakanda is. And if they have the adamantium, then he can control, you know, on a world stage, be it. I could see that yeah. making sense. I don't think that's the case, but maybe you never I know. Just, it is weird. The choices they're making when it comes to characters, but I also feel like they're, they're no longer thinking movie to movie like they were before. In the first phase, second phase, it was like, you know, we got it. All right, what's the next movie going to be? Yeah. Now they're thinking about like 20 years down the road, and that is a mistake. Because some of these movies, I think they're thinking it's like Moneyball. You know, like, don't watch the movie Moneyball and, and then replace baseball players with Marvel movies. And they're like, look, we just need some hits. They don't all have to be good. And we just need everyone to get on base. So yeah. that when we, when we get the rungs in at the end, we're good. It feels like that where they're just like gaming it. It might've and, been, and then, might've been that retreat they went on, right? That might've been why we had the scene that was apparently leaked from black Panther two that did feature doom in the post credit scene was not there. Might've been why that thing at the end of uh, quantum mania where he's like, uh, looking so out on on, the, yeah. like looking out on the fucking world. And then the portal shows up behind him. Right, like they might be changing the end of those films because of that, that whole thing. So, I don't know. I don't know. We do have one thing we got to do before we wrap this up, though. Oh God, no. <laughs> I can't wait for this. No. Let's do it. Let's put I it on there. I can't do this. We got to rank. I can do this easily. Quantumania. It's easy for Phase Five because it's the only film. The only one. Yeah, simple. But we do have. When to it rank comes it. to the overall. Here's the thing. You got to rank it against. I hold on, Jesse. You can't. Do, I'm not letting you do it this time. Bronze. Where does this film go? You start the conversation. Damn. Me. Where do we start the conversation with where this film goes? Oh, Jesse. Christ. Jesse has historically decided the numbers, and we have agreed slowly. He's not kinging his way out. through this. <laughs> it's bronze starting this film where does it go it's number 22 pushing lore love love pushing thor love and thunder down yes Yes. i totally agree for me absolutely the right spot yeah it is better than ant-man the wasp better than thor love and thunder but worse than iron man 2 agreed 100 percent iron man 2 is a more enjoyable movie 
I'm gonna put yeah, and it have more and action in it, it, and it's more fun. And I like Hammer, and it had I hate it had Iron a lot Man too. Totally agree. Totally, it's the exact spot I was gonna say. Good call, Bronze. Good call. Yeah, I don't hate Iron Man too. I just think if I had to right now, if you were like, you have to rewatch one of these movies, I'd be like Iron Man two. Yeah. Oh, agreed. Agreed. At least I'd have more fun being like my bird. Where's my bird? My bird. Yeah. Yeah. My bird. I, Agreed. oh God, that stretched out Modoc face makes me want to put it even lower though. I'm not going to lie. That face made me want to scream but at the, here's at the, the screen. Thing. Did you laugh every time it showed up regardless of why you were laughing? No. You didn't? It looked so stupid. I, I was laughed like, every, put this in a movie? I laughed every goddamn time it showed up because of how fucking dumb it looked. And Modoc, I think that's maybe what they were going for. Modoc is insulated. quantitatively better than Screaming Goats. Any day of the week. All day, oh, true. every day. Screaming goats suck ass. True. Also, Love and Thunder had child soldiers. So yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, you win. Modoc is better than child soldiers. I agree. I agree. I I'm looking at other films below it, and I think some of those films are better, but then I'm looking at films above it. And I think it's a better film than those. So I think it's coming into this idea where I'm like, God, this list is terrible. So I really have to think about this. Hey, but hey, we go back and we readjust and we went we do back and we readjusted once before. We do it annually. It's yes. the annual readjustment. It happens every, uh, you know, the second annual readjustment will happen this uh, next January. So, you know. I think we put it where I agree with bronze completely. That's exactly what I was going to say. It is better than Thor love and thunder, but you know what? Thor love and thunder and Ant-Man have the exact same problem. The villain spectacular. It was the best show. The rest of the movie Our yeah. best part of the does show, not yeah. live up to what the villain is. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's my thing too. Dude, what's yeah. going to happen? Random tangent here while I'm still thinking about the ranking and, and how to formulate what I want to say. What happens when you get Kang and Namor on the same screen? Hopefully Namor's like, bro, you're really cool. We should be best buds. Cause I would love to see they act. They, they kiss. They kiss. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. I've written that movie and they kiss. Oh, that's how that goes down. Yeah. Sounds great. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a great, sounds like a great film. Just, just sold the ticket to Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's, like here's the issue with the ranking. I'm having a hard time thinking that it was that easy and agreeing that bronze is right. It's that easy. She's absolutely Wait, that's correct. your only issue is that it's too easy? Yeah. To agree with you? Yes. That's very scary. I mean, I'm typically very negative. <laughs> no, no, no it's, it's not to be negative. It's, no, it's not, the, it's not the idea that I don't want to be negative or that I think you're negative all the time because I don't. It's, it's, just you said a number and we're all like, yeah, okay, done. Pack it up. We're good. <laughs> it fits. It um, fits exactly. Like in my mind, I was like, I think it's better than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, 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 yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp. They fell asleep during that movie, but I don't think it's like a great film. And then if you look at where it's at, it's above Thor, Love and Thunder and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm -hmm. It qualifies as everything that I need. Mm -hmm. It's it better than, worse than Iron the original Ant-Man. I'll I mean, say that it's if, it's better than Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'll say that. If, better than Black Widow. 
Yeah. I think it could go up a couple spots if anything, but that's just uh, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily do anything moving up a couple If you go spots. by what Braun said, I would watch Iron Man 2 parts of ooh, I still think Age of Ultron might be too high. Far from home I'd watch more of. Yeah, Guardians Age of Ultron is of. a little high. I don't think it is. I think Age of Ultron got put that high because we all agreed that it was important. It was like the most important movie from the phase. And I think we've, uh, yeah, I don't don't know why we have it that high. But like, honestly, as you go up the list, (laughs) as you go up the list, I can understand why things are where they're at. Like why we enjoyed it for what we enjoyed it for, right? Like, oh, okay, yeah, I get that. I get that. I get that. This one I think is, it is exactly where it needs to be. Like we were talking about the beginning, JP. It's not a good movie, but I enjoyed I enjoyed it like when I watch a bad Nick Cage movie where I'm like, I had fun. That was a lot of fun. And there's a lot of, in this movie that I think is brilliant, and I think Kang is amazing, but the overall product is like, yeah, that's the bottom third of Marvel for sure. Yeah, I, I'm okay leaving it there. I, I think that uh, a lot of the times when we rank this stuff, the test of time is always important and and like looking back on it a year from now what what are we gonna think and so i with that in mind we can leave it there we leave it 22 there may be a moment where we're like damn that movie really had a lot to do with the future of the mcu and it was very important and looking back it was like way better than we thought but also it could be eternals you know what i mean like it could go down further where we're like did they just forget about this movie I think, like, with Eternals, the thing, too, is that sometimes the visual spectacle or the, you know, like, you enjoy the artistry of something or you enjoy what they tried to do with something. Because you come into movies with, like, a certain amount of excitement. And then when you go back and rewatch it with that sort of veneer removed, you're like, oh, this is not good. And that's happened to me a few times with Marvel movies where I'm like, oh, that was that was fun. Like Captain yeah. Marvel, I when I first watched it, I was like, "Oh, that was fun!" And now I'm like, "Ugh." <laughs> yeah, I I think but, you know as I'm getting as you're you're mentioning all these, I'm realizing, and this is a really weird realization. I'm realizing it's been about five years since I've watched all these movies in like chronological order. Honestly, I think, I think it might be time to, for me to do that again. <laughs> I think as we hit the point where there's a lull in content. Rather than watching new shows for this list specifically, I think we should go back and be like, all right, this week we're watching the original Thor. Because we yeah. haven't had episodes yeah. where we've discussed them at length. You're 100% yeah. right. Yeah. No. Or like, we're no, going to go we watch haven't. The Incredible Hulk. Maybe we hate The Incredible Hulk because it was the first thing we saw and it is totally like, it's insane, but maybe it's better than some of the movies on here. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's literally been I, 10 plus years since I've seen Incredible Hulk. I watched. Captain America, the first Avenger. I've said this so many times on the show in the past I love like, that movie. three months. I think it's better in 14 having watched a re maybe, maybe this is the thing we start watching. This I love shit that. Again. I love that movie. And we do like yeah, episode that's, reviews. That's a movie that's on the flip side for me. Like Shang Chi, when it came out, I was like, Oh, I would and love I'm to like, rewatch that film. I don't, I have not rewatched. Yeah. It. I haven't rewatched. It. I'm not saying it's bad. No, I'm just, I just saying like, seen it again. when it came out, it was like in my top 10. Like, I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. I think we and have to I'm do, like, yeah, I think we have to do a MCU rewatch crew where we make a second, uh, like another list 
We start from the bottom and work our way up and reorder based on what we watch. So we start with like I think we Incredible have to do Hulk. it chronological. I think we start with the ones that we think suck first. Because I think having an, like a view of what we think is terrible for, and then like work our way up to what we thought was amazing might change our perspective on what we think do is you terrible. think we should do the ranking in reverse order? Is that what you're suggesting? That we no, do- I'm saying we make, you, a, second list. Have we make either... a second list, but start on this list at the bottom. And then the second list we start, we like, okay, so Incredible Hulk. And then we'd watch whatever the next, maybe Thor 2, whatever the next one is. And that, okay. and so now we have a new list that's Incredible Hulk. And, uh, oh, we do Incredible Hulk, then Eternals. So we compare, is Incredible Hulk better or worse than Eternals? And then we watch oh, Thor Dark I see World. what you're saying. And now it's, is Eternals better or worse than Thor Dark World? And so now we have a smaller list. And we're watching from the mm-hmm. worst up. And so it like mm-hmm. can change the perspective because we're not being clouded by the shit we love. Right? Mm-hmm. We're not like, oh, mm-hmm. this is, you know, up yeah, here with I this thing. I have no skin in the game with Thor. So I'll I'll look at it objectively versus like yeah. it would definitely you know, be Spider-Man a... homecoming. I know that I've I'm the reason it's that high on the list because both oh. of y'all were like, it shouldn't be that high. And I was like, no. Spider-Man Homecoming is so good. You did push for that. That was me. I did because I love that movie. Here's the thing. I can't say I'm going to fight that is hard for Thor. Here's the thing. If we do that, we're going to have a cardinal sin committed. We're going Mm. to watch Endgame before Infinity War. (laughs) You you can't do that. (laughs) That might be the thing we need. (laughs) Think about it. Because everyone watches, because everyone watches Infinity War first, and it's very good. And then they watch Endgame, which is good. But is it Infinity War good? Well, if you watch in reverse, maybe there's like, oh, well, I'm watching this just to watch it, not because it follows another movie. It's a really weird, yeah. Like it's it's very weird way to think about it. But it might be an interesting way to to rewatch this. Yeah, I mean, we might say like, oh, Eternals is bad, but. Holy shit. The last half of Black Widow is embarrassing and it needs to be further down. Right? Or maybe the first half of Black Widow is so good, maybe we bump it up. Here's right? here's like, the next question. That's never happening, but like maybe Here's the next question. It a little bit it's peeling back the curtain a little bit for uh for chat. We had this conversation with this uh this announcement that they're slowing down Marvel releases that we wouldn't have mm. fucking content for this show. Yeah. Do we watch this stuff live on air with people watching along? Yo, that would be fire. I would have a fun time, but it wouldn't, we would have to, again, we'd have we, to we like, can't stream the content. They would have to right, watch it right, alongside right, right. us. Like we yeah. did with, uh, yeah. people really quickly were like, yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I think <laughs> they'd be into it. It, we could do it every Monday night. I think that might be kind of fun. It creates a lexicon for, you know, us moving forward when it's like, Hey, you guys never reviewed X movie because the show started. Well, now we could just say, go watch episode blah, where we watch the movie and you can hear our real yeah. thoughts. And then after the film is over, we break the bot up and we have a review or, or we stretch that out. And so this one week we watch the film the next week we talk about it. It's easy content. I think, I mean, everyone seems to be it's no homework. and chat about and it. And it's no homework. Oh, I love that. 
Yeah. I love not having homework. And I love watching Marvel films. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, I, think, I don't I, I don't get paid for the show. I don't want to do homework. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I get it. So I guess the next question I have for you guys. Normally, I don't care that I don't get paid until the time we watched uh, fucking Iron Fist. Then I was like, I should get paid. Every week was torture. <laughs> Every week, I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry, Bronze. I'm sorry, but you will have to watch. You'll have to watch. There were so many episodes. There were so many episodes. You're gonna have to watch. Fantastic. Wrap up Modok, but like we can talk about Modok real quick because it's not long. I have not watched the final two episodes yet. That that is why I suggested. So we could do that next week. We could like say next week. Tune in while we watch the Incredible Hulk. You know, like that could be a thing that we do. That could be a thing. That I don't know if I'm ready for that, man. Have you? I've seen that movie recently in the past five years. I when, haven't. When, oh, well, I we haven't. can start somewhere else if it'll make you happy. But I like, I haven't seen that. I haven't watched that movie in over a decade. Yeah, same. Same. I haven't seen that movie in a long ass time. Do you like? Okay, I think we you might. Know I think that might happen. I, I suggested Modok just as a fun thing before Quantumania. And Modoc has a joke about what his butt looks like. Quantumania was like. They answered it, man. I think and that I was a great. I, no, I think watching Modoc honestly was great. Because it gave me context yeah, for the put, film. But then. But he put a fake ass on himself and they just. <laughs> they showed you his little tiny butt. Dude, his little tiny butt with his little tiny legs. It was unnecessary. It wasn't like a laugh moment. It was just like, wait, what? That happened. Jesse, that happened. That happened. They showed his his butt that's this big. This is the same movie. This is the same movie where Jonathan Majors was like, I have seen the future. Like, this man is, like, acting his ass off, and then, but. You're like, bro. Tonal, this is a problem. We need to have, like, a Kevin sit down. Because tonally, Marvel movies are all over the place. As the last few movies, I don't know what the hell. They're, like, trying to be, like, funny and serious the at the same time. The shows are, too. Yeah. The shows yeah. are, too. I, remember, I, w- I was, like, in love with She-Hulk, and then... They have this like the probably like I said one of the saddest darkest scenes I've seen in N- MCU anything where she runs out of her own or she like, like oh, freaks yeah, out yeah, while yeah. accepting the that award revenge thing. porn yeah. they revenge yeah, yeah, yeah. porn my, her my heart and my stomach was like because I felt so much secondhand embarrassment for her where I was like I was physically uncomfortable because it's hard to watch it's hard to watch somebody go through something like that you know yeah and then it goes right back to the jokes and you're like. I just saw Jen Walters go through an actual nightmare, and now you're joking about the Kevin bot. And I don't know what to do with this because we just saw something that was like so hard to watch, you know. And I, so it's it. The, yes, this problem has. You're right, Jesse. This problem has been consistent across a lot of the movies, and it's like, like even you know, Love and Thunder, cancer joke, and you're like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. And we talked. We talked about that. Like, it can be done. It can be done. Guardians of the Galaxy, the first movie, is a great example 
you have arguably one of the saddest fucking scenes from the MCU at the very beginning of that movie, a little kid watching his mom die. Ooh. It is like the, the sad, I, I actually fast forward that part because it's, it's a lot. It's, it's very fucking sad. And somehow that movie still gets 30 laughs out of you. It can be done. That's James Gunn for you right there. Yeah. But that, what, what has happened lately is not that. It, it takes, you know? uh, it, it's an art, right? Like it's, it's not something that every director can do. And I, I think that Marvel's like realizing that in a lot of ways. And, and it's funny because I would say this was the opposite for, I think I did say this was the opposite for Thor, uh, love and thunder where with like Thor love and thunder, they let Taika go too far. And I felt like this film was, Hey, we're going to give you a, uh, you know, Avengers level threat and like give you some real skin in the game for Ant-Man, but it's going to be designed by committee and you're going to have to put some shit in there and it might clash with some things that you want to do. And I would really wonder like, you know, if you look at the first two Ant-Man films, same director, they're completely different fucking films. I mean, there is like Stark is I, I think uh, like Thor and, and Thor two or sorry, Thor one and Thor two when it is to Thor three. Like, it, it is it's all over the place. <laughs> I, 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 man, I gotta know. I gotta know. You seen if the writers I are need, the same? I want to know what, uh, episodes the guy. So the guy who wrote Rick and Morty episodes, what he, which ones he wrote and then wrote this movie. Cause I feel oh. like he was probably, if he wrote the council of Rick's was he brought on because someone at Marvel was like, Oh, this guy can handle multiple I mean, realities. The writer you know stuff I mean? is weird because, like, the writer for Thor: The Dark World, Thor Two, was also the writer for like Infinity War and like Winter Soldier. Oh, so, like, write, writing doesn't. I mean, it's all at that but point. I'm, it's like saying, direction like, is is where the issue comes up. Or there's, right, a, there's no, but so I'm many saying, different like, levels. When you talk about committee, on. yeah, we talk yeah, about yeah. committee. I'm sure someone at Marvel saw Rick and Morty and was like, "Oh, if they can pull it off there." If we can get the guy who wrote that to come write our thing, he'll pull it off with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good point. And so that's why I'm curious if that's, if that's what they thought they were getting. And then you had a director and now you have to like live action that. And as Bronze was saying earlier, you can't live action some of this stuff. It just looks goofy. Yeah. Even the entire, like I can, I can see the parallels between the stories and why they would think bringing on a Rick and Morty character would help them or writer would help mm-hmm. them because like there is Rick and Morty. You could tell is heavily inspired by comic books. Cause that's like the entire arc of the seasons is like, Oh, Rick and Morty are together in every single reality that Rick has allowed. And so this, there's one Morty that's trying to break the curve and es- escape, you know? And so with that in mind, it's like, Oh, that this is kind of, it's a little similar with that idea of like, this is one King that's trying to, break the curve or kind of like fix fix it yeah even if that involves genociding multiple timelines sure sure yeah sorry i I was i was looking up because jesse started talking about all the the writers um i guess michael waldron who did loki um wrote one episode of rick and morty but i only know him because he worked on the show that we did so like other than that he kind of was just like a background wheeler dealer in Hollywood. It's definitely a case of like who knows who, but Loki was great. 
So the disparity between him writing Loki and the things I didn't like in, because he also wrote Multiverse of Madness, you know, writing can be hit or miss. And and sure. I'm sure there were edits yeah. and changes and stuff. So, you know. I Writing can be hit or miss. And I just... Yeah, I I really liked certain parts of this movie, but like, I really wanted the entire time for there to be like, you have a character called Ant Man. There have been jokes about him going into Thanos's butt and exploding and all this stuff, right, and killing him from the inside. <laughs> I really wanted to see him break some of Kang's stuff. You know, like I really wanted him to like, oh, Kang is using this because like. An ant or a little ant man could wreak havoc on a gun or a rubber or whatever you're yeah. using. And so I was like, yeah, he can't beat Kang, but he might be able to break a few of his toys. And like the fact that we never got that. And I feel like that was such a mainstay of the other Ant Man movies where he gets small and goes into something. Kind of like Iron Man, you always see the inside the helmet view and you always see like there's like certain things. I was like, to me, that was always been a little bit of Ant-Man's flavor. Like, yeah, it's fun to see him get big. But I always think it's more fun to see him get, like, super small. And, like, I was like, yeah. I wanted to see him break some of Kang's shit. And I wanted yeah. Kang to be, like, annoyed. Be like, this stupid little fucking ant bitch. You know? <laughs> like, because he's, he's a tech guy. I'm sad we, never, we didn't get to see that. Yeah. I'm getting a speck of like, dust in your tower. You know, the dust can't kill you, but you're still annoyed by it. <laughs> It is like when you think about it, it is strange that if he just went microscopic small through the, the force field and then became giant. Oh, we didn't talk about that scene complex, at all. The end. We, we didn't talk about the whole uh, uh, prediction thing where there's just a billion Scots or a billion Ant-Mans. And maybe the stupidest thing in this film is the Baskin Robbins goof in that moment. That that's, no that comes back to where I said they make a joke in one scene and then uh, they have to live with it. Of like all the things you know? that I was upset about in that whole like probability storm thing, every time that Baskin Robbins shows up, I'm just like, let me like, just why the fuck? <laughs> let me so you just know stress that's a Rick and Morty episode too. I'm sure. Let me yeah. just stress to you really quickly. Just like put it out there. As they made that giant tower of Ant-Men, that Baskin-Robbins dude fell to his death. No, they all did. They all disappeared as well. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like, he was like, go get him, buddy. And he fell to his death. Like, that dude died, bro. I mean, they all died. And they played it for a joke. And I was like, the thing was missing. There was no Luis. There was no, his gang wasn't there. Their comedy gold. I thought for he's sure the straight, one of those straight man would have yeah, been him. Their... Yeah, he's the straight man to their goofs. Yeah, and they were not present, so everything else became a goof. That the mm-hmm. I I just can't. I the the Baskin Robin things it kept circling back to me even after that scene was long gone because it's just like, why the fuck is he there is th- in a different outfit? Is a Baskin Robbins dude in this probability storm? Yeah. Like I what, also feel like uh, they didn't like they didn't explain the probability storm correctly, and that's actually a place where I feel like Rick and Morty did it better, and it explains like why Hope in that scene fares better than him because it's about certainty. It's about like oh, okay, she's, yeah, yeah, no she, matter what the reality is, I walk forward and I shoot this thing. 
But every time he questions himself, he creates a version of himself that doesn't do that. And then he creates a version of himself that shoots himself or he creates a version of himself. That, should, yeah. you know, so every He's decision he makes himself. is creating another probably like a probability storm. Right. But and, and the reason that she's fine is because she's like sure of herself. I got my eyes on him and I'm going to save him. So every version of me that point. is going to save him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's no, like I, supposed yeah, to be I this like beautiful scene. moment, but then they have Baskin Robbins dude in there. I love the scene like, except for Baskin Robbins guy. Because <laughs> even that, where it's like, oh well, no matter what the reality is, he cares about Cassie enough that like they form in on that. But like, I'm not gonna lie. For but me, it was seeing him fail that I was like, but isn't that the whole? He throws the repulsor and then it just doesn't, or the oh, little it thing, do the dis- it yeah. just doesn't work. And I was like. So, like, what was the, like, shouldn't there be, like, some, I don't know. It just felt weird that, like, it doesn't do anything, and then she saves him, and then it does, he does the yeah. exact same thing. No, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. That, And I understand, like, the Baskin and Robbins bit, I get the callback, right? Like, I get it. Oh, no, I get moment, the point. It's just fucking right, right, weird. No, yeah, why no. would he be in a Baskin Robbins outfit in that thing? Like, why would he be in that moment? Because the guy's like, yeah. I don't know why I'm here. The question would be, he isn't just pulled from a reality. He's supposed to be an alternate choice made by the first exact Scott. moment. Yeah. So it's why not the like he turns to serve ice cream sense. to someone else in there. Is a is a yeah is a moment. Yeah. It's it's very strange. yeah. It doesn't. It's a literally also, goof played for a goof that makes no sense. Also, it it falls into the same thing as the first post credit scene of it's a bunch of Paul Rudds acting with other Paul Rudds. But the scene works a little bit better because he's not doing a weird voice. Right. It's just Paul Rudd being like if, if yeah. the Kangs were yeah. all Kang and no matter how they were dressed, they still talked like Kang. That would have been a better like again, going back to uh, uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight is good because it's just two guys talking and sure he's putting on an accent for one of the characters, but it's only one accent versus normal talking. Yeah. Once you start to add because we already had normal Kang. So the three new Kangs we see have to be accents because they're not normal Kang, apparently. So that, and that's the, like, there's a way to do it. He who remains was normal Kang, except he was like giddy and excited. If they, like, if they would have had the three new Kangs be the same Kang, except they look different, then all right, I'm fine with that. But then someone would have complained like, they didn't like, why does he sound like, there's, it was no winning because that scene's goofy. There's no winning with that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Did anyone else think that maybe in the end scene, he wasn't in the right reality? Who? Because it really struck me. Oh, Scott, Ant-Man? Because yeah. it really struck me that his coffee was something. It was ridiculous. I remember it like stuck out in my mind because he gets coffee it's a different the coffee guys, order, or are you talking about where the guy doesn't recognize him as Spider Man? You're right. It's I that thought, guy, but it's like twenty four dollars. Like the amount he pays for coffee is actually bad shit insane. And I was like, and he even says he goes whoa, and he takes out his wallet, and I was like, wait, but why is coffee fucking? Tw-? It was I forget the exact amount, but I remember being like, there's no coffee. Fourteen dollars for yeah, well, fourteen dollars. I was like, there's no coffee that's fourteen dollars. Wasn't that a joke I, about inflation or some shit? It was. Well, it was definitely a I, joke. It was played for a joke. But the thing that I think was was interesting that I want. I was with you when he came back through that portal, 
and then it started over at the beginning of the movie, and then he hits that moment of like, well, everything's gonna be fine, right? In my mind, I was like, oh shit, is they're a gonna do because because yeah. what happens is when he says everything's gonna be fine, the camera pans to people on the street, and in that moment, I was like, oh my god, are we gonna see an alt like he's in a different reality? Holy, sh- I was ready for it. No, and then he just goes on his way. And I was like, oh, oh come though, on. Right? Like he, he might be no, in, that's another mo- in another that's Never happening. copium, Bronze. That's copium. No. You're cop- why go out of the way to be like the coffee's $12? Because it's San Francisco. Because it's, it's a joke about San Francisco. Yeah. And the fact and he that he got free coffee in the beginning of the movie. They're yeah. like, it's on us, Spider-Man. It's the callback. Which, by the way, I love that actor. I don't care. But like, oh. yeah, that, it's just a callback. A callback goof and I, where they like bookended it. And I I hate that bookend. And I think the 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 um, everyone's talking about the cake tasting bad. I think that's a a double thing. One, it's a bad tasting cake because the Baskin Robbins boss made the cake for him, and that's why it's bad. And two, it's right. also talking. It, there, there's some sense of a metaphor. This is kind of reaching, but there's some sense of a metaphor of like everything seeming good, but then it's actually bad. It's kind of what happened in the movie where like everything seems good at this point, but Kang said it's, it's going to get fucking yeah. bad real soon in the yeah. future. And so that's exactly, yeah. exactly right. It's uh-oh. Don't no, get too, now I'm like, don't get they, had, to the mic. <laughs> they, they had a moment. Sorry. They had a moment that I thought could have been really cool. What if they instead had him go buy coffee and the coffee was like 30 cents and they'd gone into the past. Or something you know, yeah no they could have done some like cool stuff there at the end i'd agree they could have done anything better what if they just said Literally that'll be seven zorb glops because what yeah. what the fuck is a zorb glop <laughs> if he would have said i'll have a small coffee and the guy was like what's that yeah that would have been better yeah. than what we got or he walks outside and people have like i don't know shoes on their hands six and, fingers and they're walking, yeah. yeah like some weird fucking crazy shit they could have like just different yeah could have, they yeah, could have done or if he walks down the street and he's all happy and it's like no one recognizes him as Ant-Man. You know, like literally anything else would have been better than just like, I wonder if we actually made things worse. Oh, well, I hated that. I, I want to see so a super much. cut or, or, or a edit where it's like I, where he has the panic attack. And then it just cuts to the close-up of the Kang at the end who's just screaming in the audience. <laughs> and then the film ends. <laughs> and then it's like, wake me up! How do I know? <laughs> sure, yeah. Throw some evanescence in there. Why not? We don't know that he's... We don't know that he's in his correct We do. Timeline. We have no We do. We do because it's Marvel and they we wouldn't do. do anything crazy. Yeah. That's why. They... That's, you okay. you are always on bronze. You're on. You're in the Bronze Age. You are. You have better ideas than they're gonna have, and they will not produce those. So I've learned when you say something, I know it's incorrect um, because it's a better idea. Because yes. like in my mind, I'm like, what if they go back to pre blip and then they have like this time together, but then they have to convince all the other Avengers that it's gonna happen, and also they can use Thanos to fight Kang. You're talking. It's too Never much happening, but it sounds really cool. It'd be cool. Yeah, yep. I, you know, I, I think I think to culminate everything about Quantumania, the best way to do it, Bronzy just sparked it, and, and Jesse as well. I just want some motherfucking risk. Like, I want someone to have 
things happen that change the course of their character for the remainder or the near future or whatever. Like, just give me some risk. And I, I, I didn't get any of this. Like, it, what, what is, is the purpose of this film so that when it, he shows up again, Ant-Man can show up and say like, yeah, I know who this is. It's Kang. Here's a whole bunch of backstory. Yes. But it, like, does that mean that Paul Rudd is going to show up in the Marvels or like, it doesn't need to be Paul Rudd or, or is Loki, Cassie. is Loki the, the, the through line for all of this? Is he the one that shows up as the good guy and Kang is the bad guy that goes through everything? That'd be kind of cool. Boy, Loki is all, if Loki does show up, it's only going to be in the Avengers movie. There is no way Loki shows up and just a rent. Like it's just not going to happen. However, I would love to see a Loki Thor reunion. If they did that, that'd be a huge fucking deal. If they did that. Yeah. But again, that's stuff where it's like wishful thinking. You know, it seems to me like Loki is relegated to TV now. It also wouldn't be that much of a payoff, right? Because they would just be like, oh, no. well, you're not my Loki. You're a different Thor. You're you're a different multiversal Loki, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like Thor is so chill. He'd just be like, bro, I'm so happy. And then you could have like a goof about the tattoo on Thor's back. And there's like so much stuff there. But true. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think, think Loki is a. I don't think Loki is a TV character because he was in the film. He was a he was a post credit thing to in the advertise film. the TV show season two. Totally for advertising, but that doesn't discredit the fact that he was in the film. Regardless, he's in the film, and it plays up their potential right. importance. I mean, there are no rules anymore. Yeah, the MCU is whatever. It's like we're just sitting here waiting for them to do a thing that makes well, I, like. What, Oh, okay, now it's worth being heavily invested in this. Like, I like Kang. I was ready for, like, I can't wait to see what Kang does next. Bro, they sent him to, like, the void zone. <laughs> He's gone. So the, the next... Kang that was awesome is gone. And now we have the Kang that's like, I can't help but want to defeat Kurt Russell. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> doesn't well, matter anymore. It, we don't have Kang anymore. It's hold on. like 15 other guys. Am I? No, that's okay. I thought I was pulling. What is that guy's name? I thought it was Lao the, Kang, but that's not it. No, that's Big Trouble Little China Kang. <laughs> I'm telling you, looks exactly like the dude. Yeah, but what is the boss? Big Trouble Little China Kang. Oh, it, it's, it's, what is <laughs> that guy's name Russell? from Big Trouble? What's his name? Low Pan. It's Low Pan. Low Pan. Yeah, Low Kang. Low Pan. <laughs> That's Lo Kang. Do you know what we're talking about, Bronze? Have you seen that film? Lo Pan, Lo Kang. Yes. Have you ever seen yes, Big Trouble? Only, that movie's amazing. I only watched it recently, but I thought it was great. Because holy I, shit, yeah, I that is literally the guy it. at the end it of the is, movie. It is him. Like, what the it fuck? It is him. Lo Pan. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, you're I, not fucking love... goddamn. You're not it's wrong. Just, I mean, like, they didn't, even, they didn't even try to hide it, dude. I laughed so hard when i saw that i was like that is that is the dude yeah that's my good friend jack whatever his name once told me yeah i love that movie that's a goofy ass movie now that's a goofy ass movie that's zany as the so kids what, say 
what is the next Marvel thing? Is it Guardians? Or do we yes. get... Lo- so it's Guardians and Loki is this summer? I think that's how that plays out. Okay. I don't know. Gonna be kind of weird to like go from this to Guardians. Like kind of a little bit of whiplash. This whole like we're setting up the rest of phase five, but first we're gonna give James Gunn his like farewell before he goes and leads the DCU. Guardians is May. Loki is summer. Marvel's is November. And then we have a what if potentially, but I don't think we're getting well. There, there, there's a uh, not Secret Wars, but Secret Invasion, right? At some point, Secret Invasion is late 2023, whatever that means. Okay, so that'll probably be like a fall thing. Jack Burton, that's who it is. My good friend Jack Burton once told me, "Yeah, yeah, love that movie." Yeah, I I, I agree with what we said earlier. Then I don't think we see Kang for a year. I guess we see Kang in the summer. That's it. We'll see Kang this summer. We'll see post-credit Kang in probably something. I That's I it. feel like it'll be Kang of the Week for Loki. <laughs> Where they're just like going to different games. <laughs> I feel like that'd be kind of cool. That would cool. be fun. Admittedly, watching Jonathan Majors play a different Kang every, every week, week instead of a bunch of Kangs fun, together I would kind be, be kind of fun. Yeah. Especially if they do like Kang of the Week and then there's a Moon Knight because it's like, they they go to that king like I, they could do Loki could be fun be fun they could yeah. they they have shown that they don't give a fuck about the rules with Loki and so that makes me excited for that show because they don't have they can bend rules with him and they've done mm-hmm. it before so yeah and then again I with Guardians I feel like that's just going to be Guardians are leaving they're sad we're moving on to the next thing. I'm looking at it right now, and it looks like I might have had it reversed. It looks like Secret Invasion is summer, and Loki is late 2023. Oh, okay. So, All right. Well, whatever. That's what we're getting this year. We're getting yeah. we're getting two movies, two shows. That's it. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Anyways, let's call it a show. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Let's do the thing. Uh, we'll talk Modoc next week. It's a short show. Sure. Do we want to watch The Incredible Hulk? How long is that movie? Uh, I don't know. It's two hours. It is it's one hour, hour fifty-two, 52 minutes, minutes with credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do. We could. I mean, that's up to y'all. That. That's up to y'all. Uh, I feel like next week's episode, like podcast-wise, will probably be like twenty or thirty. Well. Probably 20 or 30 minutes on Modoc. We'll do a little bit of news, maybe round it out to an hour. So that'd be a three hour thing. That's up to y'all if y'all want to commit that. Or we can wait a week, do an hour next week, and then do two hours after that, the week after. Whatever works. I'll right. be here. She. Bronze, you got here. an opinion? This is three hour show right here, man. <laughs> we just did one. <laughs> that is true. All right. Next I'm week, we're going to talk, we'll talk final two episodes of Modoc. And then we're watching The Incredible Hulk. You can get it via Hulu Premium Sub, Prime Video Premium Sub, or should we just watch it all on Disney Plus? I stick Disney Plus. Disney Plus. A lot of people in the audience everything. already have it to watch all the shows anyway. So yeah, yeah. We we could. Uh, I might put out a poll 
on the MCU Twitter maybe to see like what service people would prefer to watch things on. It'd probably be Disney Plus though. You might just be able to make that rule. Okay. I'll figure it out. Uh, real quick before we do shout outs, I think if you're listening to this episode, you will probably have already heard ads. We have ads in our podcast. If you watch them on YouTube, you already have ads, but the uh, podcast version is going to start having some ads in it. Uh, please give us some feedback on those. You can tweet at us um, individually uh, on all three of our Twitters, or you can tweet MCU crew. Uh, let us know if they're, you know, crazy too much, too little. I don't know. I, we, we have a very small test uh, audience with uh, last call for adventure with myself and bronze and Jesse's been on there as well. And everyone said fine things about those ads that they're not too crazy. Um, but this will be kind of this and drop frames will be kind of a bigger test. So those ads should be playing. Once we wrap up here, let us know what you think. Give us that feedback. And uh, if we got like crypto ads or something, tell us, cause we don't want crypto ads on this shit. <laughs> we just need to be able to, Know what's going on and, and know what you guys are listening to. She's a scam. <laughs> what? Huh? Is it, is, is what accent was that? What, what was that? It was my Modoc accent. Mmm. Mmm. Right. Modoc. No. No. Sorry. Uh-huh. I, think, I think I'm keeping that as a goof. I think I'm keeping that as a goof. Oh, a goof, no. It'd be great. Get a you need to like pull out the outside then. and put like a little yeah. helmet on it. You yeah. Need you need a overlay. helmet overlay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll work on it. It's never happened. <laughs> I know butt. you will. It's never going to happen. Put a little butt back there, too. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Bronze. All right. There's nothing little. What are you doing? We haven't done shout outs, Jen. We got it. Bronze, what do you got going on? I'm waving goodbye. No, stop. Bye, everybody. Hello, friends. You um, know how this outro goes. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, this week on Bagged and Boarded, my uh, comic book show, we talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly of the of the number one singles I read through. Uh, we talked about Trigon Stampede. Is it called Stampede? I think so. Um, stuff like that. So come by. Uh, it'll be on YouTube soon as well as available in podcast format. Uh, everything goes to Patreon first and the podcast is Patreon only and it's edited. Usually clocks in a little bit under 40 minutes. You can check it out there. Um, I'm DMing last call for adventure this Wednesday. So come check that out. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's it. I think that's it. My eyes are really itchy. My eczema's flaring up. So that's, it's been really hard to do the show while wanting to rub my eyes every three seconds. <laughs> that probably makes it look like I'm really annoyed. Fantastic. Jesse Cox, do some shit. <laughs> Bye, everybody. This is really... Good night. Have a good night. Why we love it? you. Thanks for watching. Why you're the you, best. Why are you so we'll see you all next time, stop everybody. Your... Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Stop everybody. Mo- Jesse, Goodbye. stop moving your hands that quick. It, it's framey. Everything looks framey. Stop it. Guys, there's only one way this show ends, and I'm sad that you guys haven't caught on. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We're watching The Incredible Hulk. We're out of here. Have a good one. Bye.